Welcome all you ghosts and ghouls to a fabulous episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. Our Sinister Six Marathon continues. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, one of your co-hosts, and Dan, I got crushed by a life-size model of the teenage werewolf last night. You could call it a real monster mash. <laughs> and, yeah. You know what I say to that joke? Moo! Yeah. <laughs> I'm back here. And that's our humor. Anyways, as I said before, no anime this week, except in the news if we've watched anything. Uh, but we're continuing Sinister Six, where we pick a bad movie, and I haven't been happier at the three that are in my pot for Dan to choose from yeah, today. You've been hyping this up for like... It's a good, this, it's a good blend! It's, it's a good mix! It's been, it's been, you've been cooking this for, for quite mm-hmm. some time here. One of them's been stewing since Popeye, still in there hmm. festering hmm. but i i think it's a good uh assortment of picks you have today and each one loosely relates to the holloway season so a okay. perfect pick oh, good yeah. good yeah i was pleased i was pleased with that i mean despite how terrible that movie was i was like all right this is this is a good this is a good shit halloween yeah. movie you'd encounter on cable mm-hmm. with like your family or something like this is this is good yeah. so bye bye man light fair yeah fun time yeah uh, but how have you been, my dear? Any life, anime, adjacent news to update me on? Um, I have uh, a few few news articles. Mm-hmm. One of which is a uh, is more of a PR stunt on mm-hmm. my part. Okay. Um, but uh, the first thing this week is that uh, I should note been a very bad anime viewer. Um, I intend to catch up with all the anime that I've been missing this next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week I was was dedicating time to other stuff, mm-hmm. as well as unsuccessful art endeavors. But no, not unsuccessful, Dan. What you shared with well, me was well, wonderful. Well, what I showed you was the stuff that survived. Was, was what got <laughs> out. Um, that that was. Uh, it's not even the the, the Pokemon are are coming easy. Mm-hmm. I, I without those, I wouldn't be. <laughs> doing anything it was it's uh mm. i've i've forgotten how to draw people and that's gotten it's fine. Uh, complicated but um tales of the jedi came out okay very brief little uh animated series of like short stories that was put out by you know dave filoni and his crew the ones who did the clone wars mm-hmm. and rebels uh and it was excellent it was beautifully animated uh i think i i when i discussed it with other people they kind of liken the the animation in this one to, you know, as if the characters are like wooden figures that have had the color painted mm-hmm. over them in some capacity. Mm-hmm, cool. So it's a very distinct look. Um, and it's it's nice, quick little stories. I think you can watch the whole thing within like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, 
There's like three Ahsoka stories in there and three Count Dooku stories wow. in there. Yeah. And Bryce Dallas Howard is in there as Yaddle. What? Ja- Jessica Chastain Light? Yes. Is in the movie? Yeah, she's like... Oh yeah, Yaddle. I saw this t- trending on Twitter. Yeah, she's Yaddle. Yaddle talks like a normal person. Yaddle does talk like a normal hmm, person. Then what's wrong that's... with Yoda? If you want the true oh, explanation, uh, it's apparently because Yoda speaks in a dialect that oh. is not used anymore. Of he, course. he speaks in some kind of old Jedi true, dialect. True. Yeah. Yes, it will exactly to get people to focus on certain parts of his sentences more because mm. he would be able to impart wisdom easier that way. But mm. I that's that's what the internet's been fighting about. Okay. But Bryce Dallas Howard, she's already directed a few Star Wars things. She's in there as Yaddle. Uh, but it is a great, little easy to watch show. Mm. Uh, Andor has also been going on, still excellent. Mm-hmm. So that that was my Star Wars news. Yeah, um, I've been watching Chainsaw Man. Mm-hmm. I'm caught up. It's only three episodes, but I'm staying up to date with it, and I'm liking it a little bit more and more. Mm-hmm. I don't think that character, you know, there's a certain character that bites the bullet in episode three, but I don't think they're gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they'll be around again because I've seen them in a lot of the marketing. But yeah. if they're not. What a twist, Dan. Well, you see Pochita in a lot of the marketing, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. that's true. But Pochita isn't really dead. Yeah. He exists in the heart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of Chainsaw Man. Of Chainsaw Man. Yeah, yes. but I, I'm enjoying it. I think it's fun. It's the first time I, in a while that I've hopped on, like, a mainstream anime train with people mm-hmm. that are currently watching it. So that's a new experience for me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Nothing Good. bad to say about Good. it. I'm, yeah. I'm going to catch up with it. I uh, still have to do Bleach, but I wanted to, like... I don't know what got me thinking. I want to do, like, a great Bleach rewatch. Not all the episodes, but, like, the important ones. Mm -hmm. Just to, like, catch up a bit. But I don't have the time for that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what... I thought I... I thought I... Like, I kept trying to set aside time to just catch up on the anime and everything. But there's so much to And I didn't, uh... I didn't factor in. uh, But partially because of my next news item. Mm. Um... My brother is a big fan of war movies, mm-hmm. and at his uh, recommendation, I watched All Quiet on the Western Front. Mm-hmm. It was an excellent movie. Wow. It was truly... Um, and most of, most of this is me quoting my brother, but from a technical standpoint, it's, uh, it, is, it is probably the best World War I movie mm-hmm. that has come out in recent memory. Um, it is very... Very just technically well crafted. I, I I think the way that my brother described it is that, as opposed to how they usually do battle scenes in movies, uh, in this one every bullet has a mark, pretty mm. much. As in, there's not just stray, you know, like sounds of war. Yeah. Everything is a deliberate. Like you see it connect. You see it like you see the just the stress and the mm-hmm. the horror of it all um and it, it, it kind of it, it makes some like interesting music choices where the only thing on its on like in terms of background music is like this heavy discordant like bah sound <laughs> that's like kind of like an inception sound yeah and it comes up every so often to kind of like remind the audience like how stressful the situation yeah, is well, for I can these imagine, characters. Yeah. yeah. And um just excellent movie. It, like it it goes through uh, the main character Paul on the battlefield, his harrowing experiences, and then Daniel Bruhl is also in there. Mm-hmm. This was apparently a passion project for Daniel Bruhl, uh, who I think most people now would 
know is uh, Baron Zemo and the Marvel stuff. I yeah. um, sure. But he he uh, he plays one of the guys going to negotiate on behalf of Germany to the the French delegation, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of contrasts how shit life for soldiers is compared to like the bougie politicians arguing about it yeah. and like wanting to keep it going out of pride and everything like that. Uh, so very good movie. Mm. Very good. Yeah. I, I think this is like a generational thing that gets remade every so often, and this adaptation's good. So I'm happy for you. Yeah. Uh, I've been on a bad TV, good TV kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, shall I start with the bad or the good? Yeah, start with the bad. All right. Well, the bad, I fell down a Ryan Murphy K-hole yet again. <sighs> He's in charge of everything, as you know. Mm-hmm. Every new show has Ryan Murphy in some way. I'm convinced he has the most blackmail of all celebrities in Hollywood, because mm-hmm. there's no way this man gets everybody in all these stupid properties, Dan. It doesn't make any sense. And yet he does. It's yeah. my Pepe Silvia moment with the red string and stuff. I'm convinced that there is something deeper at the root here. Mm-hmm. I watched a few Ryan Murphy bops. Uh, I haven't started the new season of AHS, which I'm obligated to watch because my queen, Patty Lapone, who recently tore up her equity card... And said, the stage isn't for me anymore. It's been 50 years. Goodbye, dolls. I'm going to TV and movies now. Oh, she's going to TV. Well, okay. And yeah, movies. Yeah. She's and movies. in that new Ari Aster movie, Disappointment Boulevard. Okay. As, like, the mom in that, which is phenomenal. I love more Patty. Mm-hmm. But she did pull a Jonathan thing and, like, broke Twitter. Again. <laughs> Broadway Twitter, at least. So I have to watch her because she's in AHS as, like, a chanteuse. Um, I'll deal with that later. Uh... I watched the the Watcher because we are obligated to, since we live in the Berg that it was based on. Yeah, very almost. close to it, yeah. And what a what a waste of seven hours of my life, which yeah. I knew going in. Yeah, there are some moments which you've seen on the TikTok where Jennifer, uh, Margo, character actress Margot Martindale, turns to the the lead and says, "Like maybe that's a battle I'm already facing." When he says, "Go die from cancer," yeah. Um, it's just, it's like Lifetime movie-esque, it's seven hours of nonsense, it is not applicable to the Westfield Watcher, and they do the John Dunn case, the, the, they blend in yeah. that other New Jersey thing where he, like, murdered his whole family, pretended to go to work, I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. Yes. But it's in yeah. the same area, they blend the stories together, and there's a cult in there for no reason, it, it doesn't make any I, sense, it doesn't end in any semblance of a historically accurate way. Okay, can, can I, as, as local mm. crypto douche, can yeah. I, can I fill everyone in on the Westfield Watcher? Sure, if, if why not? not? Because we, I don't know, I don't know who's listening to this spot, but if we got people all over the place yeah. on, on distant shores or whatever, then... Near us is a town called Westfield. Uh, it is a bougie, yeah. landlocked town. No beach. No, no beach. beach. Important to notice. No lake. <laughs> there it, is it, many a lake and many a beach in the show. Yeah, there is no water. No waterfront property. <laughs> um, but uh, I think about like ten years ago, someone um, on like one of the main thoroughfares of mm-hmm. this town bought a very big house. Um, and they started receiving letters. Yeah. Uh, the letters were ostensibly from the Westfield Watcher, yeah. the the Watcher, yeah. and uh, the the letters became very uh, aggressive and frightening. They became. Uh, they kind of revolved around my family has been watching mm-hmm. this home for generations. Thirst for young blood. Thirst for young blood. Mm-hmm. I can see that your daughter lives in the upstairs yeah. right bedroom. She plays the piano skillfully, Dad. Um, I could hear her somber notes echoing. So <laughs> yes, refrain. all thi- like all things yeah. that 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 you know, that like you are, shouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But so rightfully terrified, they go to the authorities, uh, or they go, you know, they. I think it was like a combination of asking around and going to the police. They, uh, they, they went to, you know, the the police went interviewed a lot of people in the surrounding area and couldn't find anything like all of the houses that would have had a direct line of sight to the house in question mm-hmm. didn't pan out. Um, I, I, aside from, I think, a few maybes, that, like, maybe this person could have, like, a persona that's doing this. Yeah. Um, you know, and then it kind of, it kind of devolved into a lot of drama surrounding that family. Like, there was a lot of, like, uh, disagreements between the town and the family. Mm -hmm. Like, did the father, like, over-invest on this property, that yeah. he purchased and then try to get out of it by, like, voiding the the real estate agreement by, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, the, the real estate agent didn't fill me in on this. I think there was a lawsuit with the real estate I mean, I, it's not, there's semblances yeah. of facts in the yeah. show, but none of it, it's but, all for, like, the schlock of it all. Yeah, and, but even if you're going at it from a schlock perspective, if you go at it from, like, you could, like, oh, this, this guy is in over his head financially and then makes, like, a spoopy... Mm-hmm a serial killer thing out of it and then you get like black comedy out oh they of... tried <laughs> but it, 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 i don't know it was just a very bizarre little saga that i i don't i don't think has been resolved yet yeah i'm pretty sure has not no. been resolved yet no, i'm, it, I'm it, convinced it, it, it was someone from the cranford patch that did <laughs> i so <laughs> or west or yeah. mountainside matters or whatever so why that was yeah I mean, we'll I have to ask Susan Ryan. She'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah, maybe, but I, I don't. I, I mean, I could see like you getting like a movie out of it. Yeah. Again, like a dark comedy. But it's Ryan Murphy. He he needs a series out of everything. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, it's a good Hangover watch. Just because you see these actors, like the main character actress, she's Shakespeare, and I forget her name. Um, she was like the original lead in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in London and on Broadway. Another person that he scooped up from like the theater world. Mm-hmm. She's there. Uh, Margot Martindale. We've got Mia Farrow as like an older Wednesday Adams historical society type. Well, I don't think she- I don't think Westfield has that either. Well, so I, I don't know. And she lives with her Boo Radley brother, who's obsessed with dumbwaiters. It's very strange, Dad. It's a very odd little show. The Westfield cops are of no use. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I I don't. Yeah. Uh, I would say it has twists and turns, but like I said, it's a it's a hangover watch. It it's just there to put on when your head is pounding and just go along with the ride. I had to watch it because I had to see New Jersey be represented in the mainstream media nowadays. Well, that's as it's probably as close as we're gonna get. I mean, mm-hmm. any sign of a multiverse with Kenilworth or Hill, Hillside oh or Union gosh. showing up in the yeah. background, no, or no, no, are no, we not, not even referenced? We well. I forget, there's one other town that's... It might be New Brunswick is referenced or something like that, but... It's like, ah, oh, the Westfield air is so much clearer than the busy city. And they always... And they had the money to shoot at three sets. The house, outside the house, and this one fucking diner that is definitely the Clark White Star or the Kenilworth Diner. Yeah. It's just... It looks the same yeah. interior. It's always raining. It, it's zany, Dan. That That's all I'll say. Yeah, I have to check it out at some well, point. Well, just, just to try it. to pop on an episode and see if you could stomach. <laughs> um, another ill-fitting Ryan Murphy little thing that I watched with Heather Chalala is the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, the Dahmer mm-hmm. uh, series. It was fine. It shouldn't have been made because Ryan Murphy, I was reading on Twitter, is like, I reached out to the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer's, uh, the victim, the victim's family of Jeffrey Dahmer and associates, mm-hmm. the, the people he murdered. 
their family. And no one responded, so I was like, well, maybe you shouldn't have made this then. Because yeah. he is in the vein that it's a touching tribute to the victims, but it isn't. What I'm seeing on TikTok and Twitter is that it's all of, like, the teeny boppers lusting over Evan Peters yeah. playing Jeffrey Dahmer and then people being obsessed with the pop culture serial killer again. Which did happen to him and most serial killers. They get the love letters in jail and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But it always creeps me out and it's just not... I mean, I get it's, like, heavy. It's dealing mm -hmm. with serial killers, but it doesn't... It doesn't leave a good taste in the mouth. No. Yeah. No. But... Uh, you, don't, you don't want to do that as a Halloween costume, because I've no. seen people doing that, yeah. too. And I've like, seen eh. people dressing up their kids as Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That's no good. Very bad taste. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it just feels like Ryan Murphy's getting away with murder <laughs> and everything. And I, I don't I, know why. I don't expect... I, I know, that's always been you, you and Grant's yeah, well, uh, ballpark. We, is, listen, uh, I've seen every episode of AHS, the good just and the bad. Every fucking day in high school singing that Banana Fana Fofamarama but thing. Dan, that, Dan, that was I, an iconic moment I'm in like, television. What, what are you people watching <laughs> this for? Like, what is the point Dan, of this? That's an is iconic it scary? Is it, <laughs> it used to be somewhat... It depends on your flavor. Do you not like clowns? Do you not like the circus? <laughs> Do you I not deal, like New York? Because that's the news. I deal with enough clowns every day i don't need to watch them on the tv you <laughs> don't sass jessica lang singing banana fan of bobana on this podcast every day you and grant with that, that changed <laughs> me the ravish me red i've seen your mossy bang season two's a bop is there horror involved? <laughs> once in a while it's nothing super scary at all. Eh, well but yeah he's still ryan murphy's still going so with no signs of stopping yeah. Is American Crime Story still happening? He, I liked Crime Story. Yeah, he does... It, the, the Gianni Versace and the OJ one were good, too. I think he had um he had one based around Katrina. I don't know if that's coming anytime soon, though. Yeah, I don't remember... If, yeah. I th I th okay, then maybe that was the next one, then. Yeah. So. I don't know. That's been in limbo for a while, but we'll see. I'm sure there's a Glee reboot around the horizon. Scream Queens might be coming back. That was a good Ryan Murphy property, because it was, like, so camp it was watchable. Yeah. They, yeah, what, they updated their social medias yeah. or something, right? Yeah, definitely both of the Scream Queen seasons were more watchable than Halloween Ends. So, if that, oh boy. If that puts it on the scale for you. <laughs> well, that's all my TV, I have to say. Anything else to share? Um, I got one piece of small news mm -hmm. and then uh, a bigger uh, PR statement, I suppose. Well, do your small news, I'll do one small thing, um, and then we'll do your PR. Well, I guess small news... Uh, it seems like Scarlet and Violet leak season is starting. Oh. Because they got that hashtag going. I Some people are claiming to have a copy of the game and are yeah. data mining it. So, yeah. so we'll be getting that soon. If it wasn't going to be this week, it was going to be next week. So mm. just be aware uh, because... Beware. Uh, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the internet, Pokemon beware. In terms of spoilers... Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but in terms of spoilers... Uh, all the social medias are like a wild west at this point. It's I'm fine. I'm used to it. Like, I'm pretty sure I've had the ending of God of War 2 ruined <laughs> for me by, like, successive TikToks. I'm like, how are people already... No. How? Yeah. Like, wh 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 how is this happening? But, uh, so just, you know, be careful of that. Because mm -hmm. the spoilers seem to be out in the wild. If you have a problem with spoilers. Yeah. So. Shall we mention new best dog friend? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Grievered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... To their credit, he his his design is multifaceted because mm -hmm. it's uh, got a little candle on his head. He's got a little candle, what? and apparently the leavings of like 
producing candle wax were an yeah. ingredient in dog food yep. back in old Europe or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's got like a triple meaning there. Well, a little trippy. I put that in what you eat every week, Dad. <laughs> I, the tallow from the gi- candles. If it gives me some protein, then <laughs> yeah. I, who am I? And you say? don't know the difference, do you? <laughs> oh, I like him. He's cute. Two for two on the dogs. Apparently, there's another one coming. Yes, yes. But we were I'm, promised three. I'm, so. <laughs> in the olden times, we were promised three. <laughs> uh, but I I like this design. Yeah. It really makes me forget that electric toad from last week. <laughs> Got that right out of my mind. Bella Bolt? Whatever. <laughs> the ugly one. That's supposed to be ugly. Yeah. Eh. Oh, and I am interested to see with the gym leaders if they if their signatures all follow like the guy using pseudo-woodo, if they're mm-hmm. all like... Like, ones with frequently confused typing that, like, turn into... So I, I would be curious mm-hmm. what hers would be. But yeah. if they all have that, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I sat down with Bayonetta 3 for mm-hmm. an hour. I played the prologue. Really starts on a emotionally packed opening with some of our faves from the first one instantly dying and then flashing to a split multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, so good. I don't know when I'm going to have time. I really want to finish Xenoblade 3 before I move on. Mm-hmm. Because Pokemon's coming on the horizon. And I know I'm going to have to drop things to play that. Yes. And keep up with you. Keeping yeah. up with the Joneses. But I think it's, you know, suitable Bayonetta style. It'll be good for... I have so many games left to play. But it'll be good for a time when I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe Christmas. Of course. I will say Bayonetta 2. Already instantly the best in the trilogy, though. I can just feel it. Bayonetta you're you're maintaining that? Yeah. Like... Bayonetta 2 is definitely slaps the hardest. Okay. It, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The weapon system. This one's about, in Bayonetta 3, you summon the, the demons and you fight with them. Which you did loosely in the pra- the past two, but this one's more like controlling the demon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's an interesting mechanic. I just liked the the uh, second mechanic in the, the second game better, where you had two weapons and you swapped between them. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, but it's a good series. Good, strong series, if you're into that sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, I forgot what I... Oh. Um, but no, good. Good mm. to hear. Uh, I guess the only other uh, future news item... I got uh, my ticket to see One Piece Film oh, Red, yeah. so I'll report on that next episode. Bring some Axe body spray with you. I, I fear you might need it. Uh, I picked an early-in-the-day <laughs> showtime, so... The others will still be sleeping. If though. I can just avoid people, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say... I would honestly say that that in recent memory, an anime movie has not bothered... Like, mm. despite all the stereotypes that, that people... Like, I... The worst audience that I had in recent memory was probably... Well, the worst theater experience I had in recent memory was Doctor Strange 2, so... <laughs> That was, that was like, I was like, I just want to leave. I'm tired. I just want to leave. I want to go home. Um, I don't want to see these kids sing about ice cream anymore. But, uh, but on a similar note, uh, if I may, mm-hmm. I have a, I have a PR announcement that Great. I, a, a redaction perhaps oh, no. of, of something. What happened? What did um, we say? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm just, I'm just always worried that people will listen to my exhausted takes on this podcast and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, Take them to heart. Well, I sent them to the news outlets, Dan, so... Uh, but, uh, but... I think, um... I think Black Adam... I need to... I need to add a little addendum... Okay. ...to it. Um... Because, like, last week I brought it up... For comedic effect, I played up to you how stupid it was... And mm-hmm. it is. It's not... I'm not taking that... <laughs> it's not... that. That's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. Um... I just want to make sure that people understand... Uh... 
in terms of, like, me bringing it up and it being, like, adjacent to a Sinister Six episode and everything, is that it is probably not that bad of a movie. It is not at, like, it is nowhere near Wonder Woman 84 in terms of, like, this feels like Pennywise impersonating a movie to deceive people into following him into the sewer. Like, that's... That's what Wonder Woman 84 is, and I would argue that's what Superman Returns yeah, was a back in the day. simile of a movie. Yes, but Black Adam, I would say you'll only get what annoyed me about it if you sit down and watch it. So when we do Sinister Six yeah. on it, I My will, hand reaches that parchment. I, I will do, you know, my best to explain it, but I don't. I didn't want it to come off as like... Oh, this movie is shit. Dan gives it too. No, I like, don't think I, it did. I, I, there was yeah. tongue in cheek in there. Like You're I, because I just wanted to. I, I don't know, because because it it seems like with Henry Cavill dropping out of The Witcher, this is the direction that DC is going for the time being. So it's like I don't want to dissuade anyone from like not trying to get into it if this is where things are headed. Mm. Um, but you will notice that uh it is a it is a bad movie in like the death by a thousand cuts thing Mm -hmm. it is like you'll sit down to watch it you'll kind of expect the goofiness but then you'll be like there's too much you could trim some of this Mm -hmm. to um to to kind of make it a better movie and i and i thought of, of of a comparison to me black adam seemed like like a friend who used to be really into partying well, life of the party, but now they got, like, a mortgage, and they they can't be Frank the Tank anymore, because mm-hmm. their wife will divorce them, and they have to give, like, a presentation on, like, with, like, bar graphs and stuff, mm-hmm. so they can't, they can't go hard no. on the weekend. No. Um, so they have to conform. Um, and I think that Black Adam, and if, if people see it and agree with this take, maybe Jonathan, you will agree mm-hmm. with it when we when we watch it eventually, mm-hmm. is that it feels like it could have been a much goofier, yeah. more exciting movie had it not been limited to regular movie bullshit. Mm. Because I think that the plot mostly suffers from when it tries to just do, like, the kid sidekick, and it, 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 it kind of squanders the decent setup and the very good cast that it has on just the most goober plot that they could have thought Mm. of. And I think that, like, you know, between who Black Adam is as a character and all the other characters they brought him, like, in alongside him, and, I like, the original character that uh, Sarasahi plays, and Sarasahi has been in a lot, and she's usually a pretty you know, a good personality in, in those movies, and she she doesn't have anything to do in that film mm-hmm. um, because of, like, the, the kid, like, of the skateboard kid oh. that's been making the rounds on TikTok, and I I feel like we're not... Like, there's, the, the, again, Death by a Thousand Cuts. Mm-hmm. It's like, this this wanted to be something it kind of probably couldn't be in terms of what a conventional movie is allowed to be, or a conventional superhero flick is allowed to be. Like, they could have leaned more into the fact that it's set in the Middle East, and our protagonists have that perspective. Uh, instead, instead the main city is like a cyberpunk, brutalist, whatever, cube in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere, and it, it's kind of like... 
it could have been a little more adventurous. It could have been, like, something better. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to clarify that, that I still... That there's, like, you know, Black Adam's here... There's like a million miles of shit, yeah. and then like something like Wonder Woman eighty four is like at still the at the. Yeah. I would say quite a few of those COVID movies are still firmly at the bottom of that ranking. Mm. Um, but I I did not want people to think that I'm conflating the two of them. Yeah, because I think, and this is this is, but I find Dwayne Johnson charming enough yeah. that he can make up for like he can elevate whatever he's in. You got Pierce Brosnan in there. You got you got people that I you know. So it, it, it's yeah. I just wanted to make sure that there was no mistake. <laughs> you heard that now. Suck that ink back into that fountain yeah. pen. <laughs> that, that scathing was, reviewer about to send Dan. I just I don't want I don't want to ever come <laughs> off as like this movie gets two bandits out at well, and, and I don't want to do that. This this movie gets three Fidos out of eleven, and I, I don't. Well, want I'll to bash do that. anything. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was that was the clarification that I wanted to give. Good. Yeah, I'm glad so. you have peace of mind. No, I'm just I'm just yeah, because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want anyone to rule out a movie because of anything that I say. <laughs> so, mm. Please <laughs> enjoy things. Mm. Don't don't let me. Don't let me get in the way. Don't let Dan yuck your yum. Speaking of not enjoying things, do you have movies from each other? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. We've got a tangent. We've okay, got a slight okay, tangent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting there. Um, you did give me a few tangents that said continue with the roadside oddities, uh, a pseudo legend idea, and um, mm-hmm. I did work a little bit more. Not a lot on the roadside oddities. I've got a few for you. Um, I know this might already exist, but I know we were heading to Vegas later in the half of the game. Yes. Can we have, like, a neon sign, neon firefly, neon something that isn't Volbeat Emul... Uh, I can't ever say Volbeat's partner. Emulsi? Emulsi? Oh, oh, Illumise? Whatever. I think? Yeah. Okay. Um, I know. We need neon in Vegas, so a neon Pokemon of some sorts. Certainly. Um... Uh, next, I know we mentioned the Hellmouth Pokemon is uh, Little Devil's Evolution, but uh, I was thinking because there were a few roadside oddities that's like a crocodile maw, a whale that you like eat in, mm-hmm. and you, or it's a hotel or something like that. I said, we need a big Pokemon, and then the idea hit to me. Uh, I was recently rereading Something Wicked This Way Comes, classic novel of our mm. youth, and I said, we need a big circus tent Pokemon that blows in mysteriously and houses a cabinet of curiosities for young, eager trainers. Mm-hmm. But the tent itself is the Pokemon. Yeah. That's our bug. Oh, we do have that. We do, we? do have that. But they that could bug. work there, or it's something. Yeah, yeah that'll yeah. be tied into the bug then. Okay. Wow, I really didn't think of that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I mean, we. Uh, but I can change that bug if you. If no, you I want like. To. I like our bug idea. Okay. I think our bug idea is solid. But maybe we can think of a Pokemon that's like. It's more of a a place. Yes. No. Easily. Yeah, easily. Like, I don't uh, know. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like people go inside it. Certainly. No, yeah. I know what your roadside mm-hmm. weird place. Yeah. Like a like a fake um like blow up attraction maybe. Mm. No, certainly. Yeah, a bouncy house Pokemon. I don't know. <laughs> and that's all I had, Dan. Oh, I said maybe a suitcase Pokemon, and I was thinking like bellhops. We don't have them in Pokemon either. Okay. I don't know. We're doing a lot of travel in this region. Maybe there's a hotel. Or you see like a suitcase on the side of the road or something, and it's a Pokemon. I like it. Yeah. I, I, can, I can make something out of a suitcase. Yeah. Uh, 
I gotta, I gotta, I still have to unveil our, uh, our trash can mimic. Mm. So if I can think of something that doesn't, um, that doesn't do the same thing, do, do does, the yeah. same thing, I will, I will do so. Mm. It, could, it could even be like a little, like, Mr. Mime type thing that's mm-hmm. walking around with a suitcase yeah. riding the rails. It could be Paper Moon. Yeah. 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 Um, Bible salesman Pokemon. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. And that's all I have so far. No, we we got uh by all means, we we got uh we got a, a really more than a little amount. Mm. Um so I will continue thinking of the big pseudo legendary. Yes. That's my next goal. Mm-hmm. We need a third or a fourth or whatever we're on. But uh well Dan <laughs> Uh well uh-huh. uh since uh, you did initiate the tangent, oh, I have boy. some minor housekeeping okay. and some some uh some tweaks that uh to get your approval on. Mm. Um, I am finally almost done with our fifth gym leader duo, mm-hmm. uh, our fairy and dragon types. I sent you that dude's signature dragon type. Loved it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just redoing her deer Pokemon, almost done. Mm. Uh, so those can all come out as a set. Um, I got some other of, like, past prompts that you've given me. Your, your cherry tree is in the works, mm-hmm. is nearly complete. Um, we got a lot cooking. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the next thing will be, uh, obviously Baseball Dude is gym leader number six. Mm -hmm. Uh, also in the works are the two Team Lithium admins. Uh, their art is nearly complete, and we can, be it from the pot of one of ideas that we already have, or a new one for each of them, maybe once I show you their final designs, if you want to think on what they would have, mm. uh, we, we can post them with their signatures. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, when we get to the flying type baseball gym leader, I think the idea at the moment was to give him the final evolution of Steelbird. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have any alternate takes or things that you would want on his team, by all means, just fill me in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I already spoke to you about the pseudo-legendary, um, also, uh, in the works, finally, are the Wendigo, mm-hmm. as the evil third member of our legendary group, um, and also, beginning production, are the Sun Sprites, mm. our little, our trio. Yeah. Uh, but one addendum with the Sun Sprites is that, uh... I, I kind of turned them into, uh, I leaned more into how humans have used fire and heat. Mm-hmm. So my thought was that one of the sun sprites is a um, firefighting and mm-hmm. is like, a, he's like got a caveman thing with like a roasted yeah. ham hock. So it's like a flint or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that. Then the other one, which we already discussed, will be electric fairy. Mm-hmm. And he, or fire electric, mm-hmm. and he will be like a movie projector mm-hmm. with like a little, like silhouette puppet in mm-hmm. front of him. And then for the third one, I thought of uh, I thought of water fire mm-hmm. in that humans using the stars to navigate. Mm-hmm. It could have a little telescope hand, okay, and um, like reflect constellations and All right. stuff. Great idea, yeah. Because uh, I think originally you suggested a mirror, mm. but I'm thinking like. Instead, I'll go for how humans yeah. 
No, like, it fits, fits the scene better. Yeah. And we also, Deer will be a pretty big mirror mon, mm. so mm-hmm. we have one of those coming. Mm-hmm. So to not stack up, yeah. I wanted to get your approval for that. I'm all approved, Dan. Rest easy. Sweet. Yeah. No need to retract any of that info. Sweet. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. But other than that, again, there's still lots of old prompts that mm-hmm. uh, that I'm... Closing it on, so great. We'll have art soon. If I could just figure out when to properly post them to game that algorithm, yeah. I don't know how to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I'll try. You'll have to crack the code, Dad. Yeah, yeah. But there's something you won't crack today, <laughs> and that's these three bad movies. Okay. <laughs> so, Sinister Six. Dad and I present six movies ranging from so bad it's good to just plain awful, and watch them with very minimal notes, commentary on the fly, ranges up vary on taste or lack thereof. Choices pulled at random from the bad movie bag or the bad movie. I don't know. Boo bag. Well, it's oh, Halloween. The bad movie cauldron. I don't know. <laughs> Something's been bubbling in there. No revealing picks until all are chosen, so genuine reactions choose and suffer. So, in the past, I've stuck to this throughout all of our movie picks. I have three tenets of what a bad movie consists of, or what a bad good movie consists of, and that's classy, cheesy, and trashy. Mm. I will say that all three within this bag embody all three of those tenets in different amounts, but they're all there. And they're all loosely related to Halloween in some way, shape, or form. One of them has been bubbling in there since the beginning. And the other two... You know, one of them isn't that bad in there, but one of them will destroy you. Okay. So, be wary, prepare and draw <laughs> from the bad movie cauldron. Alright, alright. Reach in I'm your a, skeletal hand I'm into the bubbling some... goo. And choose wisely, Dad. Am I like re- I'm reaching into like a big monster mouth I don't to know. pull something out here? Yeah, or... yeah, feel the eyeballs. These are just grapes. <laughs> okay, let's what see. could it be? Codename: Do you believe in spirits? Oh, what a perfect! <laughs> oh yes, what a perfect pick, Dad. <laughs> My favorite movie. <laughs> and this is topical because this movie came out a year ago yesterday. Oh shit! Okay, so we're on the year anniversary. Dan has chosen. Do you believe in spirits? Of course I do. I work in a bleeding bar. Yes. <laughs> it's last night in Soho. Which we all love. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy yeah. too because I have a lot to say about this film and a lot to get off my chest. Um, it wasn't stacked. Let me just open up the 4K, which we have Ooh. today. A special treat to get my notes as Dan looks at the box art and such. Now, Dan, you did a whoopsie. You watched this before. <laughs> uh, yes, I did. Um, you didn't know this was a bad movie pick in the making, but I'm fine with that. Last Night in Soho is a 2021 film, a psychological thriller directed by Edgar Wright, known for Scott Pilgrim, Tintin, Shaun of the Dead, etc. It's starring uh, Thomasin McKenzie, Anya Taylor-Joy, Matt Smith, and the final on-screen appearance of the great Diana Rigg, the Dame Diana Rigg. Mm-hmm. Um, it costs $43 million, and it only made a box office of $23 million. So it was not a financial success. Um, It opened to middling reviews, including me when I first saw it. But Mm -hmm. I have a lot of retractions. Maybe that is the theme of today's episode to make on this movie. Because secretly, in my heart of hearts, after many, many rewatches, I have grown to love this film. Mm -hmm. Despite its many flaws. And there are flaws. Let's not get that wrong. Um, I love many parts, but it's... Causes me to head scratch at many others. Um, you will help me determine if it is a good or it is a bad movie in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, some cringe corner. Um, 
mentions on this. Uh, beautiful cinematography with subpar uh, Doctor Who CGI at points. Yes. Which really De- got to definitely. me. Yep, that was something that stood out to me. A very heavy-handed morality tale. We get it. Yes. Um, yeah. A chorus girl. <laughs> That's all I put down, but... I don't know. It's about, like, the seedy nightlife. Something about that in the 60s and how, like, the turns have tabled in the modern generation or it's made, it's remained the same. Got yeah. me. I yeah. was like, mm, I, I don't know how I feel about this showbiz being framed this way in this film. There's yeah. a lot to say about it. No, there, no. And I'm, that's why I'm glad that we're covering it mm-hmm. because I, there is, like, yeah, I, those, though, I agree with those. We're going to have to dive into those yeah but this movie is something yeah. <laughs> um another cringe corner everyone in this film is a dummy yes there's no intelligent characters in N- this not a one everyone's dumb as bricks and they can't communicate things <laughs> no. either and it'll have a twist you'll probably see coming <laughs> it certainly yeah certainly i know matt cabrera didn't <laughs> well i that that's a twist and mm-hmm. i i but this, he should know better. <laughs> this film does have a few saving graces, mainly being one of the best soundtracks that I've heard in the recent years. Mm-hmm. It's been on loop constantly since I saw this movie last year. And, you know, we've got powerhouses like Anya Taylor-Joy really pulling their weight, mm-hmm. just dealing with the script. And it's Edgar Wright. Like, the cinematography is there. It is a gorgeous movie when it wants to be. It's just some of the effects do not age or do not, you know, they're not there for the right yeah. reason. It doesn't feel good. Yeah, and I mean, we'll obviously when we do a deep dive, uh, post viewing, mm. I I would argue from my memory is that I feel like it could be shortened in some places. Yes, like it, definitely. But going with the heavy handedness, it takes a lot of time to draw this situation out, and then hits you over the head with like some time could have been spent building to that twist mm-hmm. perhaps well it is it, but it, 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 but in yeah. the sense of like not not milling around mm-hmm. so much is yeah. what i would say not putting about there's a library research scene <laughs> oh gosh it's it has that with bye there's bye a man, lot of zany so. characters here it's the story of jonathan searching for stardom <laughs> meeting dan the producer and getting yeah. hornswoggled by him yeah it's yeah. it's again this was uh it's got Irish lasses. <laughs> it does. Um, the young Yocasta. <laughs> to, to be to be clear, like again, my experience with this movie was uh, you did not intend for me to watch it. Nope. Uh, fate, the the, yeah. the 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 string of fate. Yeah, snapped my literal in that. face when you said you watched it, my face cracked. I went <laughs> no. Uh, but I watched it after the Northman, and this was the more memorable movie for me that mm. night for some reason. It was just because it was stupid. Yeah, and that made it stand out. Mm much more but i i am interested in doing like a deep dive into it because i don't know i think there's whenever these these movies come out they get they get hyped for a long time mm-hmm. oh i was hyped for this and, and then they come out and it's kind of like eh. mm. you know like I, we had like a similar discussion around like the second part of it yes definitely. and it, you know i'm just i'm curious to if we can try to break down why that happens the way mm. it does but perhaps dan yeah well, I'm going to be the next Scylla Black. <laughs> There's nothing you can do to stop me, duck ace. <laughs> Shall we go to London Town? <laughs> I guess so. Uh, does this place have any spirits? Of course it does. It's a blooming bar. <laughs> I can't wait. I just want to go home. <laughs>
know, Dan, being a podcast host is a bit like being an orc. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pretend you're someone you're not. <laughs> Anyways, we just excised a spirit in last night in Soho. Yeah. Dan, what did you think? Um... I still sincerely recommend that people watch this movie. Yeah. Like, it, like it is a, um... It is a very, like, visually great movie. It is entertaining. It is, it is, it is cheesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not intentionally. Um, but I did, I did finally think of a comparison. Mm-hmm. It's like a stupid version of Crimson Peak. Yeah. Well, a lot of people think Crimson Peak is the weakest Del Toro film. I love Crimson I, Peak. I, but I do that's, too, Dan. I, that's a subjective... Yeah. I love it does Crimson feel Peak. Like this would be a fun double feature with that. Yeah. Yeah, it, I get that too. It, 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 but, but in the same sense where you get to the end and it's like, okay, you're supposed to be telling a story where the, the spirits are warning the protagonist, mm-hmm. but it doesn't... The nature of, of who got murdered in this movie is not... Like, doesn't lend itself to that no. because it, 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 it veers into, like yikes territory with that but but no this is a very unique movie i i would say definitely check it out just because it's on sinister six Mm -hmm. do not hesitate to to ever check it out um especially if you like this 60s aesthetic yeah uh i'm i've never gone back and forth on a film more than this one Mm -hmm. so that's why i put in the pot initially um, I do love it, but at the same time, after rewatching it with you, I see that there are many elements that it deserves the, the title of Sinister Six here. Yes. Like, it is not unwarranted for not being in the pot, but I I enjoy it. I think that it's aesthetically there, as you said. Mm-hmm. I think the soundtrack is a bop. The actors are trying. Mm-hmm. It's just the script and some of the themes that they're trying to push here are so heavy-handed. It goes against the film. Yes. Mm. Um, and I would say, I, I think before the jump, I mentioned that more time could have been spent developing the twist. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, I don't know. This, it was good to give this a second viewing because I, I don't, I don't know what I was mentally leaning towards with that, but, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like. There is still time expended to things that don't end up going anywhere, yeah. and I feel like more could have been done. But I don't know, it's like, I say that I want that changed, but then that would rob it of it, some of its it, stupid it charm. Would, because it's camp then. Yeah, like, if you reveal too much of, like, who Creepy Man is, mm-hmm. then it ruins the joke that we get out of his character, yes. so I don't know... Yeah. I don't know if, and I, if you give I would too much it. for Diana Riggs' character. Yeah, then it ruins that whole reveal at the end. So I guess I have to rescind that. Yeah. On, upon yeah. a second viewing, I have to like. It's it, dumb, but it's yeah. dumb for a reason. I mean, but that being said, I do have. We'll get to them. I'm assuming as we go through the plot, but there are things yeah. that I think would or could have bothered people. Yeah, and please discuss. I think this is going to be a movie prone to our discussion. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, but shall we get into the plot? Yes. All right, so our Sinister Scan synopsis is anything but today. I've watched this film about 18 times, Mm -hmm. and I go away loving and hating it, as I admit it, so it's a little bit of a lengthy plot synopsis. Uh, We begin with the the title for Diana. This is Diana Rigg's last film, Mm -hmm. Dame Diana Rigg. She does pull it out in the end here. I just thought it was a touching tribute. Yeah. Because she is technically the star of this film in the end of it. She is? Um, the young Eloise, 
goes by Ellie, Turner dances around her room in some swinging 60s jam, dreaming that one day she will be a fashion designer. Now, an interesting note I read on Twitter today, in fact, is that this whole uh, wedding dress 60s thing that she's wearing is from newspapers of that, like, that area and era. So okay. that, that's a okay. fun like the costume design is here too. It's not in Ellie's costume design, but it's well on purpose because yeah. she's like uh, I don't know. I guess she's the me in the but but she, but in this yeah. opening scene, she is making it like she's walking around in a self made yeah. like newspaper, and it's a stylistic like fashion opening. Yeah. Like it's really cool. Edgar Wright knows what he's doing behind the camera. That much is obvious. It's just there are some lacking elements here. She's too. got her penguin long cigarette. Yeah, that she, breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast dead. at Tiffany's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got this cool opener, a bopping soundtrack, but the movie doesn't quite click for me on all cylinders throughout, I wrote. Uh, we start with Peter and Gordon, please don't lock me away. Um, she lives in the small English town of Redruth, Cornwall, with her nan, very Dan Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of worth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not used to the big city, so, yeah. While, and this is the first talking point, she sees visions of her dead mother, so what do we make of this, Dan? It's not used to its full advantage. That's what I'm going to say out the gate. No. And I need to... I, I I think I have the most to... Not, I don't know, complain about... But, like, I want the most... I, I have the most discussion, I think, to bring well, about I this. I mean, I grew up on episodes of Ghost Whisperer. Yeah. So I know the vibe that they're going for here. Because I, I don't know if at this point... If, if it's, like, a discredited trope or a discredited cliche. But it feels like, especially in the time stretch that you and I grew up in... Mm-hmm. Because we grew up in the, the stretch where, like, special effects were getting better with stupid ghost movies. Mm-hmm. You could do, like, stupid ghost stories on a lower budget. So a lot of things would be like, oh, there's a dead parent. Yeah. And then the dead parent's ghost there. will be mm-hmm. present in the story. Somehow. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. like, I can't name you a specific well, movie. I was I was going to mention just recently, uh, while I was watching all the Ryan Murphy properties, I've been rediscovering Mike Flanagan's work, because mm-hmm. I think he's really good around the Halloween season. Mm-hmm. Even though he's overplayed and schlocky a bit, mm-hmm. I think Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, um, Midnight Mass, and now he has The Midnight Club, yeah. they all rely on like these live-action ghosts being in the scene. Yeah. But he does it effectively. Yeah, well, no, and I'm, I'm not even saying about that. I'm saying, like, in terms of... When when you have like you had like this gluttony of 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 I don't know more modern horror movies, mm-hmm. you know when people started to get creative with again probably because effects allowed they would get more creative with ghosts and everything. It always feels like if you have a parent ghost, mm-hmm. the plot is going to have it be something where you find out how the parent died. The parent died was murdered in Soho by something, and their ghost is reaching out to the daughter to to give closure. But that's not the case. Which I like in its respect, but it's not... We don't get anything. We don't get anything, but but it's like... I don't don't know, like, I feel... Just just something a little extra, like, could have been... Did the mom also have, like... Supernatural. Supernatural gift? Or no, or is it just... It was purely a mental illness thing. It was just mm-hmm. like a like a you know that was that was the the thing. But it, it it's kind of I would have liked shades more about Ellie's powers. Yeah, like 
Because there's, like, there's, again, there's, like, small little shades. Like, the grandma's like, are you sure you won't have another episode? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so... she, so, like, feels, I guess. Yeah, she, well, like, she's, she's more an empathetic than... Yeah, she's, yeah. like, a super empath, and that presumably extends to, to like, spirits. The dead. But then, like, okay, so she's been living in, like, a small town her entire life. What, did she have, like, some kind of episode at, like, a cemetery or something that's, like, drenched mm-hmm. in spirit energy? Yeah. <laughs> Um, because unironically, if you're in Britain, you know, anywhere you go has a tremendous amount of history to it, and it's like, okay, why, what delivers, like, what makes a place supercharged mm-hmm. for her powers? Because mm-hmm. in this movie, it's not just being around ghosts, it's being around a place that's, like, Haunted. you're in a city, yeah. you're in, like, like everyone's energy is, like, suffocating yeah. you. So... It would have been interesting to find out, like, what was being referred to. Or or if it was purely just she had told teachers that she was seeing the ghost of her mom, mm-hmm. and then that caused problems. But we don't know. We don't yep, know any of it. And we never do. Uh, so Ellie sees things, that all we get. Uh, she receives an acceptance letter from the London College of Fashion. We get some Dusty Springfield. Ellie obs- obsessed with the 60s, especially the music. What an old soul. And then this is my next talking point of the movie, which we'll get to a bit like in a few seconds from now. But I know a thousand people, including myself, who are like this, that Mm -hmm. they like uh, they hook on to like a decade of music and a genre. And that's their whole personality. Mm -hmm. Why is she being bullied for this later on in the film? Because it's every hipster nowadays. No, exactly. No, well, not even now. This was last year. So this was this was it's not nowadays (laughs) like this. This would have been still last year. So it would have been. Yeah, if anything, people who don't like vintage music are yeah. bullied more these days. Uh, exactly. So it, yeah. It's it's it, it's not That's what you get for liking Radiohead, Dad. <laughs> I well, unironically, but but again, that's the whole thing is that it wouldn't. If you go into a place and you can, you have a bunch of records and you can name the bands. Like yeah. people are gonna think, oh, you oh, cultured that. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like the baseline. Mm-hmm. But then, but even then, there's not any moment where anyone's listening to modern music. No. They're all just... They're jamming out to classic bops. Yeah, there's there's no, like, they're not, there's no contrast with 2021 music. It's mm-hmm. just, people are, are mean yeah. <laughs> in, in Britain, so... Yeah. Uh, Ellie really wants to follow in her mother's footsteps, but Gran warns her that the city isn't like what it used to be through old pictures. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's there anymore, Dan. We yeah. went a couple times, but it's changed. It can be a bit overwhelming. Yep. Uh, London is a lot. Uh, this is super expensive, but I suppose they can afford it. They seem well to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they do for a living. How much money Gran's got tucked away. Gran is a seamstress. Yeah. Mm. So I don't I don't know what that nets. But, yeah. <laughs> but Gran does say if anything goes wrong, you can call her and comma quits and come home again. Yes. Like that's perfectly fine. Yeah. She gifts a picture of grandmother and daughter together. Ellie takes the train, which on a good day is a five-hour trip from there to London. Mm-hmm. I researched this. Uh, we hear the searchers uh, being consumed and dazzled by the hustle and bustle of the city, a la Dan going to NYC. Yes. Um, oh, but also in terms of money, I think later on when she's talking to Landlady, she she does mention getting, like, a student loan, th- yeah, I, I think. Yeah, but even then, like, Dan. No, she, no, she mentions it's hand-waved. It's mm-hmm. a hand, but she mentions getting, like, oh, yeah, I get a... Whatever British people call 
whole that <laughs> yeah. she has that. Mm. So I, I don't know. But um, London turns out to be beautiful but dangerous. She hops in a cab, gives some backstory, and is weary uh, about uh, a two forward cab driver stepping out on her. Uh, main theme one, men are all bad. I mean, yes, but we get it. <laughs> Yes. I agree. Men are all bad. All yeah. men are bad. Yeah. In some way or shape. But it's hammered in this entire film. And then the theme at the end kind of conflicts with that. Yes. Mm. Which which we will we will have to unpack when we get to. Yeah. So he's like checking her out. He's like, oh, you're going to that school, are you? Is you a model? You look like one. You're going to be seeing a lot of me. But we're going to have to think on that. We're going to have to think on a means that this could have been done without undoing the theme of the movie prior to yeah. that. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to muse on that. All right. Um, so she, after awkwardly leaving the cab and getting a Coke, finds her student dorms and bumps into good guy John. Yes. Good guy John, who I thought was going down a dark path in this film, but isn't. You know, he's he is fine. A, he's legitimately a yeah. good guy. He's and, the one good guy. Uh, but but I agree. I, I agree completely that you think that he is going to turn out to be evil yeah. somehow. Well, no. He you is, think it, he's going to, like, wrong her and be like, you crazy bitch in the end or something like that. Or, or the ghosts are, like, warning her about him or yeah. like, like something. <laughs> something. History repeats, blah, 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 like, thing like that. Uh, once she enters the dorm, she enters her jerk of a roommate, Yocasta, who's named after Oedipus's mom. Dan, do you know anything about her? Um, you ever read Oedipus? Aside from Oedipus, Oedipus lusting after her? Well, there's that, and that in her own, like, blindness blinded her. Like, there's a lot of scissor imagery mm-hmm. in these opening shots, and then we get some scissor imagery with Jocasta in the end. Mm-hmm. That's how she blinded herself in the play, Dan, Oedipus Rex. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's so. I know what Edgar Wright was going for here. As soon as he names the character Jocasta, I said something's going to go wrong with her eyes. <laughs> well, or attempt to go wrong with her eyes by stabbing. Well, everyone does end up being pretty blind to her almost getting stabbed. Yeah. So I guess in some yeah. ways that panned out. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but Jocasta has changed her name because it's cooler. Ellie is much more introverted and town mouse to Jocasta's country mouse. No, moved to uh, there. Ellie is the country mouse. Oh, oh sorry, Ellie. Ellie town. is Jocasta city. is, is city, city now. Mouse. Yeah, uh, it doesn't fit in with the other girls. Smoking makes you look like a cunt. Uh, Ellie explains that she lost her mother at seven to suicide, and Jocasta is like, "Oh well, I lost my mother at 11. Not that and, it's a competition. Yeah, trying to one up her. Um, I also say, why would these girls bully her, knowing that her mother committed suicide? Like immediately off the bat, they're all horrible to her. No, they are really, really mean. Um. But again, giving this movie a second viewing, it's it's times like that when I notice like stupid mm. visual cues. Yeah. And there's a thing where in the dorm room, Jocasta has a really modern lamp, mm. and Ellie has an a, old fashioned. She has a boring like blue porcelain lamp, mm. and then Jocasta has like a gigantic geometric base. Mm. Modern lamp, and I'm like, okay, I get uh, it. visual stories. Yeah. <laughs> okay, mm. set decoration, then. Yes. <laughs> uh, the gals head out for a night on Soho Town. In my experience, this is some of the only nightlife you can get in London because they all have family, friends, and jobs, mm-hmm. and they go to bed early after the pub. They'll mm-hmm. go out to the pub, but they'll retire like nine nine thirty. So mm-hmm. there's not really any nightlife as compared to like where we are. I'd be in fine New York City. That. I can just sit and drink. That's uh, arriving at the pub, the toucan. Uh, John shows up and try to flirt, and we get the iconic line from this other guy who has no name: "My dick just died. Can I bury it in your asshole?" Yeah. 
And you said that would charm the bloomers off me if it. <laughs> I said, "Ooh." And I'm like, "Don't, my don't." My panties would be knocking round me knees at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but John shows up and tries to flirt. Ellie thinks she sees a silver-haired gentleman staring at her, and she overhears Yokasta and the girls mocking mocking her openly in the bathroom. Yeah, um, a, a point which would destroy Dan. Yes, <laughs> as I've done it frequently. Yes, and it's literally it's like shot from above, and it's, Ellie's in he, like the one stall. Yeah, right there. Edgar Wright knows how to shoot a film. Oh, like, yeah. there's no question in that. It's a beautiful film, mm-hmm. but some effects aren't beautiful. On the streets, she sees this silverhand Marin again, uh, while seeing some girl um, girl advertisements. So like, girls, 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 call mm-hmm. now for a good time. XXX, all that in like a London phone booth, yes, kind of operation. Um, kind of black swanish. I was getting from here, like it's a little bit black swan. You're going to an art school. You're getting corrupted by the people around you. Yes. I mean, but the only shades that we get at the school are that it's like the Victoria School. It's yeah. like... Oh, it is, yeah. There's like a very vague... Art you, classes you do, going on. You do something creative, but then there's a test at the end. Yeah. There is a test. Yeah, which we never see. Uh, there are we finals, yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, the kinks are playing. Ellie goes back to the dorm, tries to dissociate from the party and sex of these young adults going on around her. Uh, she's having a conversation with John over sleeping... Uh, and being late for class. So John shows up. He's like, oh, I drank your soda by accident. Mm-hmm. Ellie has her headphones, her her Beats headphones on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her blanket in a cocoon, just trying to ignore what's going on. Well, and that's her. when one guy insults her music. Like, you listen yeah. to granny music? Like, okay. I, I, I don't think anyone would... No, bad an eye about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ellie arrives at class late... Uh, and then she lies to her grand saying all is well, but she sees an ad to rent a room nearby, leased by one Miss Collins. Mm-hmm. What could that mean, Dad? Oh, well, for context, the reason that she was in the, like, the dorm common area was because Joe Costa brought a dude back. Yeah. I think the same dude who dropped that line yeah. at the bar yeah. uh, brought that dude back, and, I mean, obviously... Like me, she wouldn't be able to function in that. <laughs> I would just turn. I just turn the other cheek and go right to bed. I'll put my podcast on blast. But that's how you and I differ, Dan. <laughs> you see, I'm popular. <laughs> I'd be fine with someone fucking next. What to are me. you listening to? Uh, anime theme yeah, songs? No, no. <laughs> anime was not a mistake. Podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and more. Of course. Um, so, uh, Ellie seeks out Miss Collins, who has an upstairs room. No boys, no smokers allowed. Yeah. Um, and then we get the, it it smells a bit in the summer. Like, she shows her this, this, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service room going Mm -hmm. on here. And she says, beware, uh, it smells, but it's due to that French bistro. Yeah, the smell of garlic will <laughs> permeate the when when it gets. Well, Dad, out. you've stepped into this house. You know, I smell of garlic. <laughs> I, well, and I, I guess we should later on. We can discuss the nature of like, oh, it's it like it's probably a series of coincidences that yeah. it worked out well, duh. for yeah. her that well. Yes. That it was like, like, oh, okay, then she has something to blame the smell on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she doesn't lease out any other rooms. No, she doesn't. God knows how she's affording this tenant house. <laughs> Well, we should probably talk about... I assume she... Stole the money from the... Stole, yeah, stole yeah. money from the dudes yeah. and then invested it. I and mean, then, like, yeah. Yeah. That, that's obvious. It's not... this. this Maybe is, she's yeah. actually Diana Rigg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just funding things. Well, Thunderbolt was out in this world, so yeah. 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 
the room is old-fashioned, but Ellie loves it because she loves everything old-fashioned. Pretty sweet deal if you ask me. It's got a the- landline. Yep. <laughs> that was my next note. Are you sure you know what a landline is? Yeah, I know. Got a rotary phone, but it only dials the emergency numbers. It's not even a rotary phone. It's like a... Oh, it is a... It's like a, a button phone. It's is got it? the buttons. I yeah. thought it had the little wheel. I didn't see the little wheel. Maybe it does. We'll go back and check. On the third viewing. We'll pause right now. We'll go right back. Uh, Miss Collins doesn't want to sell the place due to the memories. <laughs> a lot of memories in here, Dad, as I clutch my... <laughs> My cardigan closer to my chest. <laughs> I could play every character in this film. You could, and you could. I this another reason why I chose it. Yeah, no, you know, you really could. But yeah. it, and then it, apparently uh, I have a thing for psycho biddies because Dan Ryan was like, yeah, most of the movies you chose had. That is a recurring theme. Hmm. We're really learning a lot about each other here. I mean, technically though, uh, Bye Bye Man and Last Night, so they, they did bitty. end up. Yeah, yeah, they ended up having like weird parallels with another, like one another. Mm-hmm. It's like mirror opposites. Yeah, and Dan had three choices, so... Yeah. It was yet again the, the bad movie Cauldron coming into effect. Um, doesn't want to sell the price, do the memories. I wish I could have lived here in the 60s. Uh, know how to use a landline. Need to find something to make some rent. At night, Ellie pops on some Celia Black and falls asleep, being whisked back in time to Soho in the 1960s. I... I just, not to, not to, mm-hmm. th- there is just a little bit of a line from Diana Rigg about, like, I'm gonna have to charge you a lot for the first couple months here because I, I'm picky about people ditching it in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. Mm-hmm. So, that comes back later on, but either way, uh, Ellie is probably just barely affording this. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Speaking of landlines, yes. <laughs> you're one in the background now. Anyways, um, so she falls asleep and she's whisked back to the world of the 1960s. And I put down that the soundtrack is the saving grace of this movie. Yes. It carries the film. I'm going to mention it forever. Diana Rigg, also starring in this Bond film, Thunderball, is a cool Easter egg. Because yes. they have the whole marquee where she walks out of this alley and sees that that's playing at the Rialto Theater or wherever. That's probably one of its signature shots. Yeah. One of them. Yeah, but it was it's definitely a trailer yeah. shot. Um, she wanders into the Café de Paris. Here she sees her reflection shows that of a leggy blonde, Anya Taylor-Joy. Yes. And <laughs> this is a cool scene. It is. Like, this, this chunk of the movie is great. If the whole movie followed suit like this... It'd be fine. No, just visually it is a set, and as you pointed out, recently, probably because of the film's anniversary, it's been making the rounds as to how they yeah, filmed the this dance upcoming scene. dance scene, mm-hmm. like, where they switched them out. Like, it's no CGI, or, like, no. they just switched the two of them out during the dance movements and stuff like that, and, like, Thomas and Mackenzie would it's be, like, ducking behind ducking, people. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was fascinating how yeah. they did it. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy, who's known as Sandy here, Sandy hears the actual Celia Black and wants to sing for this large club. Sandy is immediately set upon by older men, but she's tough. Mm-hmm. She knows how to handle herself in this situation. Uh, meeting the owner, Jack, played by Matt Smith, who's a villain. And he's not the owner, he's the, he's, he's a, like an agent who yeah. has turned people into, into starlets. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's like, um... Yeah, so she very confidently goes in there. She's like, I want to speak to the owner. I'm going to be the next Celia Black. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, oh, well, go talk to him. Yeah. Go talk to Matt Smith. Uh, Jack manages a lot of the girls, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, does anyone else want a Vespa? I did after this scene. Like, don't you want to drink a Vespa, Dan? They are okay, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. All good Vespas. 
Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. well, because then that does come back later on because she tries to do that in the modern day, and once again, it's like, what? <laughs> now, what would have made the film is if someone got run over by a Vespa. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't that been funny? It would have been funny. <laughs> See, damn, that's funny. <laughs> well, because there is that, like, lingering shot uh, when when she, like, run, when they run out of the club, yeah. she leaves the Vespa behind. Mm-hmm. But, it, it, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's very... Go on. I I, I was you trying to speak th- your truth. Now. No, I was trying to think of a joke, but I couldn't. So uh, just go on. Yes. Uh, so uh, Sandy and Jack dance. Jack defends Sandy's honor from this, you know, this guy who's macking on her. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to dance with you. Her dance card's full. Well, she's a whore. What did you say about the lady? Don't be a cunt. <laughs> Punch whiff, bam. Yeah, and then they they kind of like have like a little romantic escape mm-hmm. out into the night. And then Thomason is watching like through all the mirrors and stuff and the windows and yeah. visually done, very yeah. cool. Uh, but Jack wants to give Sandy a gig. He drops her off at her place, and I put down in quotes, "This is the best wet dream I've ever had." <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, yeah, from from uh, from Ellie's perspective, yeah. she always wakes up at the good part. Uh, yeah. But the but the main thing is is that Jack is like, "Oh, you you'll be an old lady before you can perform mm-hmm. at uh, Cafe de Paris." Yeah. So instead, I'll get you. You know, I'll get you in at. Uh, this other little joint yeah, that I know I'll of. I'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's a, an interesting love relationship blooming here. Um, also, we find out that Sandy lives in the same apartment yes. as Thomason. Or, not Thomason, as, as, as Ellie. Ellie. <laughs> as Ellie did. Um, more Celia Black is playing when she wakes up. Ellie wakes up and it's inspired by all she saw in Sandy's life. She incorporates Sandy's muse into her clothing design, which is just tool on a model. And everyone is like, my God, I've never, I've never seen <laughs> such a thing. My mom, fashion. This professor I... <laughs> is, this professor is like unfailingly... Of all the cliches of like of like the the devil wears Prada yeah, type, yeah. this professor is the kindest. Like, mm-hmm. no, this this sixties tool yeah. dress yeah. is the most beautiful. You you have the makings of greatness in you. Yeah, it's like like Treasure Planet. That's what she says. Honestly, it, and being as one who's gone to an art school and seen the fashion students, Dan, yeah. it's like it's not, it's not that good. No. Like, it's been done before. No, it's, it's like, what are you drawing? Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, no, well, that's what we joked about, is that you go to anime school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does that hedgehog need? A gun? A, a gun? Oh, oh, beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> I hope everyone noticed Dan Ryan. I hope everyone was listening to that. <laughs> uh, Ellie has a hickey from her dream before, and Jocasta comments on it going, that's kind of retro. Does no one give hickey? Does anyone give a hickey anymore? <laughs> I, I, I don't... It, it's, it doesn't seem like something anyone would make a big deal out of no, in the modern day. especially no. Jocasta. Well, no. she's trying to be a bitch, but... Yeah, she's trying to be Queen Bee, but she's... Yeah. It's not... She's coming I, off I the don't... grand dial. <laughs> but we don't... It feels like Jocasta is someone who, like, their dad is supposed to be the one who owns the school yeah. or something, that but it's never... Been, it's, could have been a plot line. It's not, it's not in there, so... <laughs> But she's rocking and talking uh, once more with John. Cute, but she's busy going off to Dreamland once more tonight. So John asks, like, is there anything else you're doing tonight? And she goes, yes, like me on a Monday. I'm going right to bed. Yeah, she's going right to <laughs> yeah. bed, which is which is a funny... And we get, like, I, it was the night before, but we get that cool, like, throw the sheet over and it, like, cascades into the foreground. Yeah. 
I was like, that's a cool shot. No, but it is relatable that she, uh, but I just also want to note that, uh, as far, John is also a student in this fashion yeah, class. Even though, And yeah. the only thing we see him drawing is, like, Fire Emblem costumes, yeah. so I don't this know what he's be doing. Yeah, yeah. We don't, uh, we don't know what else he does, so. Uh, she falls asleep to James Ray, uh, and this time Ellie sees Sandy picked up by Jack for an audition at an underground club called the Rialto. She's singing Petula Clark's downtown. She's got good pipes, Anya! Mm-hmm. Like, she could sing. She mm-hmm. could be in a musical. That's fine. She speaks, like, eight languages, too, Anya yeah. Taylor-Joy, so she could fit. You can, do whatever, a, she, yeah, you can yeah. do whatever she wants. Yeah, but she gets the job and needs some out, new outfits to go with it. Jack will be Sandy's manager, and Sandy is short for Alexandra. And yes. they, like, walk across the street from the Rialto to, like, this fashion emporium that apparently has still stood the test of time. And been there forever. Well, yeah, and turns into a vintage yeah. clothing store. So yep. uh, Ellie wakes up abruptly and goes out on the town. And she figures to change her hair. She's repeating phrases that Sandy had said, like, I can't believe it's fucking true or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she, like, yeah, she dyes she her hair blonde. blonde. Yeah. Uh, and she calls Grandma, do you like it? I, d- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like it if I'm you do. I'm sure, Dan. You look like a... Um, <laughs> look like a strumpet over there in London town. But I'm glad you find it yourself in the big city. Uh, Ellie is living her best life and buys Sandy's old coat, which she finds in a vintage store. Yes. She's like, I've got to have that white... It's it's like pleather. It's not even... It's, it's like, like yeah, latex. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like a pleather 60s jacket that's and then hard to match dan <laughs> me who's the fashion king <laughs> yeah it, it, i've only got one white leather jacket and i don't know what to wear with it ever <laughs> what does the the lady in the store also offers to find her something she has else? like an old it's not like a birdie dress it's something it, like a 60s style dress that she has yeah, i think she i think she did say birdie dress i think oh, it, was, right. it was like it was well, something like that but... i was thinking it's not twiggy because twiggy's the model from mm-hmm. like the the 60s 70s whatever mm-hmm but yeah, but 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 either way, the the whole thing is, is that this this code is quite expensive. Yeah, and I put down how is she affording all this? Yeah, like three hundred and fifty pounds, whatever. Like that's a Jonathan purchase, but that's splurge. Yeah, that's one Ike, but yeah. still a hey, hey, low blow. Dad. I can't talk. <laughs> I can't blow, talk. Low blow. Dad. I got that Hedora in the uh, that was that was uh, you know he's. We've spent a lot on figures. We have spent a lot on and we will spend much more, but. <laughs> Uh, but she does decide to go back to the toucan bar. Yeah. Well, no, no. She nearly stumbles away, and she finds the Rialto across the street. Right. And right. the lady flips out. She's like, "Are you paying for that?" <laughs> yeah. No. And then, and then another sign of the yeah. times is that the 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 Rialto was now a massage parlor. Yeah. Instead of a, still a theater. So showbiz has faded. Uh, yes. Yeah. We don't need those nightclubs. But anymore. we know that. So. Uh, but uh, then she wanders in the toucan basement. She asks for a job. And she gets one immediately, gets without any experience. And she wouldn't be able to take all these shifts. She's a student. Yeah, well, she says, I can work whenever. But it's like, no, you can't. But again, it's like a victorious school. Yeah. It, there's no rules. It's just like, you show up once a week to draw the dress, and then that's... Yeah. We don't, we don't get any... There's no stress that comes from that. <laughs> so. But down in the downstairs area of the bar, which is the, the bar we would frequent, because no one's yes. there... It doesn't make any sense to go upstairs when there's a functional downstairs to this. Yeah, there's a there's a more chill downstairs bar. Yeah, that where all the old folks. But she sees uh, Terrence Stamp just chilling there, just chilling, always overlooking his shoulder. <laughs> uh, is this the part where he recognize like or no, is that outside on the street? Not right? yet. Uh, but she's nearly hit by traffic number one. Mm-hmm. Chekhov's traffic. 
Chekhov's cab. Yes. Uh, why is this guy so vague? Like, he comes out, he's like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Miss Collins doesn't recognize Ellie when she goes home. Mm-hmm. She stumbles in. Uh, who are you? Oh, I didn't, I didn't know who you were. You blonde now. Yeah, and then she compliments her music tastes, mm-hmm. I think. It's like, you always got those records playing. Yeah, why do you always listen to music from my time? It's like, music was better back then, yeah. I suppose. Uh, Ellie goes to sleep and sees the Rialto is a gentleman's club, and Sandy isn't a star, Dan. She's a chorus girl. <laughs> yes. In, like, a, a saucy puppet sh- uh, puppet dance. <laughs> listen, I know a lot of theater people, and we'd give her a left tip for this job. <laughs> Well, uh, you... it doesn't seem like a bad place to be. Fill it I in. Mean, I, I don't know. I, well, there's a lot of seedy undergoings backstage, but I think that's just amped up for the drama of like being in the '60s in Soho. Yeah, like, it, like a... it's a gentleman's club. Like you would know what you're signing up for. Yes, but to be fair, Matt Smith, well, yeah, Jack, he tricks ha- her into it. Yeah, he had yeah. it emptied and then like put her in center stage, and then and but there then are obviously far that's not... worse places in this place. I, so yeah, it's 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 like. Yeah, but it, but uh, Ellie is rather like shocked yeah, about this. Yeah, even though it's not like I've seen more risque things on Broadway. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she's dressed up as a doll. That's the thing. It's like women are dolls in this. It's very yes. Dolly of the Dolls. Yeah, that's the theme. Um, I get it. Uh, Sandy is pimped out by Jack. That showbiz kid. <laughs> we get like the whole look at what the actors do backstage. Dan, drugs, drink. Well, it, sex no, fellatio. It, it goes down the entire list in yeah. that order, like drugs, drink, sex fellatio, yelling, one's OD'd. There's like an old seamstress who like yeah, like Beck- that, yeah, like, like that way, my love. And like we've seen showgirls on this podcast, we like we've seen worse. Yeah, we have. Some, no, we have seen far worse. Uh, but uh, I do like how Anya Taylor Joy and Thomason are switching wigs this whole scene. <laughs> Like, imagine me just in one going like, she doesn't need you anymore. And then you're also the guy yelling at yeah, her from, yeah. <laughs> and you're I, also the chorus girl smoking in the hallway. You need to get Edgar Wright on the phone because I do this whole film for free. With all the deep fake technology that we have at our disposal, if we, if we use some My of that God. Star Wars tech, we could put you, your face on every single person in this and movie. <laughs> I would die happy. That's a good 40th birthday present for me. <laughs> Just to plan ahead. Because the technology will exist by then if we're not wiped out by a sunspot or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, eh, whatever. Uh, you gotta sell it somewhere, Dan. <laughs> is that... Is that the line that keeps getting repeated? Yeah, or is it you gotta yeah. sell it sometimes. Or you gotta um, you gotta get rid of it sometimes. It's some, I, I put down you gotta sell it somewhere. So I think that's the line. Is that where... Is Ellie flee at that point? Yeah, they're, or? like, running out, and the old lady's, like, beckoning, like, go out that yeah, way yeah. by the showgirls. But we get sex, sadness, drugs, and death. We get it. Uh, but Sandy is selling her body for stardom. Uh, dancer knickknack. So, like, we get, like, this whole thing. She goes back to her rooms. She sells her body to the Johns. She gets minimal pay. Yeah. And then she repeats the process. But Thomason... Sorry, Ellie is seeing, like, the same knickknacks in the room from all those years ago are still there. Yes. And she's focusing on that. And then we get a jump scare, where, like, she tries to pound the clock off, and a hand reaches out to her Mm -hmm. of a John. Yeah, uh, because I think think the main uh, crux of it was that, you know, because obviously Jack is is pimping her out, Mm -hmm. and then the guy from that that, uh, Sandy had previously refused is in the room with her, so. Uh, Ellie is not feeling that at all, and her school life slash design process is suffering. She's looking at her one Anya Taylor-Joy drawing and, like, tearing it up, and the teacher's like, no, no! (laughs) 
no, this is too beautiful to not. I, I've seen it when when people achieve greatness, they panic, and then this is all. It's like she, yeah, the that, like, sonic drawing needs to stay dead. Like this professor again is like the most sympathetic character. I, in the I movie. just I've never met like a professor who cared so much about one student. It's just no, especially like in the arts, they're usually like huge. Um, um. <laughs> No I'll hold my tongue, but yeah, they, no they like they, they they like you know. It's like you'll never make it in this yeah. business. Yeah. Like, uh, like you know, but but she's she's all for and Ellie. And she's leaks of head. Everyone else is just putting cotton linen on their fucking model. Yeah, and she's got like the drawing. This she's got one piece of tool on there already. She's like, I'm working out the design. I don't know if it's gonna flow well. And that's close to the final because all she does is add like cyberpunk metal. Yeah, onto and she it and puts a, a cheap. We'll get to, we'll get to that. I think she really detracts from the design with what she does. Yeah. but whatever. Um, but you got time, girl. Ellie serves John a drink at the toucan, and John fists three beers. Like, yeah, what a man. Three pints of numbers. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, but I at this point I put thought John's character was going in a different direction, but luckily no. Yeah, I, again, I could like see... Like, he's set up to be, like, every man is a villain. Yes, like, and there's all, like... And even... He he makes comments occasionally, but he's awkward, and she... Ellie is also awkward, so it's not, it's not menacing, it's just the two of them are equally awkward. But, in terms of modern movie language, you could easily think that, like, oh, he's the... He's a, a serial killer or something. Yeah. It's 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 like yeah. telegraphed. I thought definitely something was going to happen, but apparently not. Uh, Ellie is outside lying to her grand some more. Grand, I'm fine. We're just at the toucan. No, you're not. <laughs> I can hear you through the phone. You're lying. Don't be like your mom. I'm working at the toucan. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I moved outdoors, Dan. Oh, no. What? Did you see her? No. Not her. Uh, Other ghosts. Oh my god. <laughs> and then old Silverhair finds Ellie's Sandy sketch. Uh, do I call you Ellie or Eloise? Like the old song. She's like, I don't know that song. Really? You don't know that song? You listen to all the other music. You don't know that one? Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, Terrence Stamp is... Vague and creepy. Vague and Like, just yeah. can't communicate. He, he is just walking around saying the most menacing like, things that he can. Like, is he a villain? Like, did he do bad things? Like, that's what I have to assume, because he didn't come out... Was he a corrupt cop? Is no, what I'm going that, I think that's the only assumption, yeah. is that he was a crooked cop who either, like, fed into the red light district, or he didn't do enough to stop... Or yeah. couldn't do enough to yeah. stop it. And then he... Because later on, main They bar say he's, like, handsy. Lady, yeah. Or, no, he was a member of the cops, or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, because if anything, main... Main, main bar, bar lady... lady <laughs> Is is very upset when he when he dies. So she's a. I would assume that he was just like a weird cop who could not do anything yeah. to help them, and then, like. But then why? Like I don't know. He's just very strange. <sighs> he's got the like the Matt Cabrera walk. Yeah. He's he's doing the. He is doing the Matt Cabrera walk. He, he if doesn't you know what that looks like, audience. It's there. He he doesn't like everything that he says is a riddle, and just poorly phrased like. Yeah. I went to go look for her bones. Yeah. Couldn't find them where I left them. Like, just just say you just went to check in died. on her. Yeah, you went to look at her grave. Or yeah. <laughs> you went to visit, pay your respects. But that's not what he meant. <laughs> yeah. He didn't He didn't go to look at her. You know, he just like, I went to go look where her bones are yeah. resting. 
as in he went to go look where she lives now. <laughs> so it's like, just don't say yeah. things. It's so scary. Uh, That's it. Uh, Silverhair knows or is known as a handsy man in, in like the past. He was real like a ladies' man. Yeah, they just, they call him a womanizer. Yeah, the octopus dad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you believe in spirits? Course I do. It's a bar. It's a blooming bar. And she's like, no. Ellie goes, no, not those kind. I mean, ghosts. Yeah. And care to describe the scene, Dan? What does Bar Lady describe the scene as? A Bar Lady goes on a monologue about how, of course, the walls are soaked in it. <laughs> yeah. Every time when it's quiet in here, I hear the good times, the bad times, the fighting, the loving, the, the pissing, pissing, the, the shitting, the puking, the... It's all, it's all alive to me. The smells, the... And it's like, okay... Again, it's again, it's a parallel with the Bye Bye Man. It's yeah. like a weird, out of place yeah. like soliloquy. <laughs> she does like closing time. Yeah, she <laughs> you does. Can't sleep here. <laughs> you because she go sleeps home. there. Yeah. She sleeps behind the bar. behind the bar. <laughs> <laughs> She's the toucan. <laughs> but Ellie can only sleep in her apartment, and she sees Sandy losing herself at private parties, selling her body, and giving fake names, uh, a la Alexi, Andy, and Lexi, until she meets a guy who is giving undercover cop vibes. And looks like young Terrence Stamp. Yeah. Um. But to, but to be clear, at this point, like her, whatever Jack had her doing has escalated to the point where she is literally like. Well, a, she's like escorting. A, yeah, she's an escort yeah. in. Like she goes into this room, spends yeah. the entire night there, just yeah. taking Johns. And I mean, back. even sex clubs nowadays—they're a lot worse. <laughs> I I don't know, but the, you haven't frequented. I have not frequented. Hmm. Interesting. I only go to Frenchies. Oh, where the wrestler was filmed. Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're too good for this, says this undercover cop. Get out while you can. And then I put down, like, you're going to help? He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. No. But I'm assuming the scant... I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Mm. The scant background information we get of him is him creepily trying to help gals... Then at some point he said he left London, and then he says, like, when I came back to this smoke hole, whatever the fuck that means in They're British, all dead. I apologize well, if that's... London I, is known as the big smoke, Dan. Okay, so I didn't know that. <laughs> so he, he left London, presumably because he was, like, disillusioned with, with failing to save the girls in the red light district, and then when he comes back, he's very blunt yeah. and, like... Uh, they did it to themselves, they did. Yeah. Sandy's so exactly... He was coping. Yeah. yeah, he was coping. He mm. was... Uh, like, I don't know how else to... I don't know how I feel about that, him. But again, that's yeah. the only development is that we... The bartender lady... Because I never care about him. No, you don't. but Because he's too creepy. Yeah. But bartender lady's like, oh, he tried to help the... Like, the detectives in Law & Order SVU do. He was trying to, like, help, like, sex workers and stuff. Yeah. But couldn't. And then presumably left at some point. Um, But we don't know. Yeah. So Ellie tries to reach out to Sandy through power, uh, pounding through the mirrors. Another frequent thing is like cracking Mm -hmm. glass in this film. But we get another jump scare in seeing more through like faceless men, the Johns that she slept with. Mm -hmm. And like Sandy's peril of sleeping with all these guys over and over again and Mm -hmm. being used. Uh, I, I put down that this is a big flaw. I think it could have been practical, which I think it might be. But, like, the CGI, like, fade-out effect really detracts from it. I think it should have just all been physically in the room there, and that would have been a little bit better. I got a, I got a, I got a deep-cut argument here. Mm-hmm. They probably shouldn't have been faceless. 
Okay. Because I think that that, if anything, that would have been the the stance of like uh of like a misogynist. Mm-hmm. If the killer was a guy, he would have seen the women as like faceless yeah. objects. But I think Sandy remembered all, all of their them. faces. Because at the end, when she wow. storms into the room, yeah. she sees like w- the as far as the audience can tell. Can we call up Edgar Wright? <laughs> Get, get, get a meeting and the, put think, a pot of coffee on. And I we'll, <laughs> mean, I'll put a pot of tea on for your teas. But no, but I think that like it would have like because Sandy remembers all of their yeah. faces, and it wouldn't have it wouldn't have made sense. But she to, wanted to make them faceless. Yes, but that yeah, that could also be it. Yeah, hmm. but they did have faces at the end, which makes it confusing. Yeah, so. yeah. and Matt Smith <laughs> obviously wasn't available for shooting that day no. because he's in one scene and then gone at the end. Yeah, and I went hmm. <laughs> what were you filming now? I mean, he was in 10,000 other things. He so was, yeah. It doesn't... <laughs> he was in Morbius. Yeah. He had to go shoot that, I guess. He did. Uh, well, John invites Ellie to a Halloween party. Guys, it's a topical episode. You're probably listening to this around Halloween. Yes. Or it's released around Halloween. I don't know. Uh, but where she is drugged by Jocasta's gang who are dressed from the girls... Uh, as the girls from uh, The Craft. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You went to the bathroom during this point, so. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't I'm more of a practical magic person, anyways. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> Midnight M- Margarita's dad. <laughs> we can watch that again. <laughs> well, I love that movie. Yeah. So <laughs> that'll that'll be on. We'll, we'll definitely do a month where we run out of anime and we're like, here's practical magic. <laughs> <laughs> and then I put on Death Becomes Her and we do a double feature. That would fit our podcast, wouldn't it, Dan? I, no, it would. All right. Um, but there. Yeah, she goes with John to a Halloween party because she doesn't want to... The main thing is she doesn't want to sleep in that yeah. apartment anymore. And another thing, these fashion students, they would go balls to the wall if it's a party. Yeah, These they are really don't. simple costumes. It's like, I'm a devil, I'm a ghost. Like, That's true. Mm. That is true. I've been to theater kids' Halloween parties and we go hard, Dan. Yeah, I... And again, they're playing retro music yeah, at this, this Halloween party. Well, no, it's a band that's in the style of retro music. I have down, uh, I can't pre- uh, Su- Susie and the Banshees is the name of this band. Oh, so it's like a stupid ghost band? It's like, it's yeah, a, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Oh, they did that. Mm. Uh, but Ellie is off the deep end. Watch as she dives in. Ellie runs back to her apartment in the pouring rain, chasing visions of Sandy and Jack. John comforts her and walks her home, snogging up to her room. And then they put down, come on, xylophone, exorcist chords, slow down, knockoff. Because that's what it is. Yeah, it does. It does sound a lot like that. Uh, but Ellie is abruptly or abruptly sees Sandy being raped and murdered by Jack in the past, freaking out at John. Miss Collins is knocking at the door. Well, in. to be clear, we because a lot in the panic is obscured. Yeah. So Ellie is looking on as Jack holds a knife above Sandy mm-hmm. Ellie keeps looking away, and we see Sandy covered in blood, yeah. um, presumably dying. Well, that's how I viewed it the first time, yeah. too. I was like, is that what happened? Like, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but Ellie doesn't look long enough to mm-hmm. see what's, like, she well, turns away. there's ten different things the, going on. There's a lot going <laughs> Get on. Get out! <laughs> John tries to put his pants on, he falls, breaks the mirror. Walking on glass. Walks on glass. Oh my gosh. These uh, big shards. Landlady is at the, the door. Yeah. Not with her shotgun, but she's no. like, out. she's coming in. Yeah, and then she, Miss Collins, you know, after the whole kerfuffle is over, she takes it relatively well. She's like, we'll talk about it tomorrow in the morning. Yeah. Good night. 
Yeah, and she just like is like, did he hurt you? Like, no. And and then hmm. that's it. Yeah. So, is there some feeling there, maybe? Well, it makes sense later on, but I in her it's story like line, it's right? like no, it's clearly a simple like she's like sympathizing with yeah. with Ellie, but we that makes sense why. Mm-hmm. But uh, the next morning, Ellie asks Miss Collins, "Did a girl named Sandy lived here? Lots of people lived here, and lots of them didn't use their real names." <laughs> Like, this is London. Everyone's yeah. died. Five people have died in every room. <laughs> Ellie has a panic attack seeing a dead Sandy and a ghostman. Uh, uh, when she's at class the next day. She's, yeah. she's, like, working on her model. And then she freaks out. She sees Sandy, like, covered in blood. She runs out. And, of course, it's, like, a male model fitting. And they're mm. all, like, in suits. And they turn into the Johns. Yes. And she's running down the hall. She's running outside. They're having a ghost display yeah. that day. So. <laughs> oh, <my gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> The theme is ghost <laughs> spirits. Ah! She runs to Shibuya Crossing. Yeah, almost gets hit by the uh, the isekai truck. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, she's booking it through the streets, and then we see that, or she deduces that old Silverhair might be Jack because the the soundtrack is like overlaying Jack with like like whatever old Silverhair is saying. Well, no, and then uh, old Silverhair turns around, and it it's like, well, yeah. Jack turns around, and then in the present, it's old Silverhair. Yeah, which you're meant to believe, but even here in the film, first watch, I had my suspicions. Yeah. I said, I don't, I don't know about that, but yeah. okay. Um, and Ellie decides to go to the police. Uh, she's literally not taking seriously, except by the lady cop. Because the old, the, the guy cop is in the bathroom ten minutes later like, oh, this crazy bitch, you should hear what she said. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Not good. Uh, but you gotta believe me, I know I sound crazy, and they deduce that maybe you inherited your mom's illness. Like, Yeah, they're know. trying to pin it on that. Yeah. And it's... And there's lots of exposition we could have picked up on our own. The male cops just don't get it because all men are trash. That's the theme. Well, who she needed was the bye-bye man detective who believes everything that odd children say in her (laughs) interrogation rooms. All right, Dan, are you ready? It's your favorite time in any movie. Yep. The library research. I'm for library research, and it's a big library. It's a big fashion institute library. library. (laughs) I'm here to look up murders from 1660 to 1669. Aren't you a fashion student? But I'm doing a murder-themed fashion shoot. Cool. Yeah. No, killer. Killer. Offensive, but I guess. Yeah. Why not? She breaks out the microfiche to look at newspapers. She's scrolling (laughs) through all of these things, whatever, and then what does John do? He shows up behind her. Hey, Ellie! Yeah. (laughs) Grabs her on the shoulder. Look at my new skeleton puppet. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Uh, John listens to Ellie. Ellie is scared by more dead men. Uh, well, no, she's like, you could do me a favor and, like, research these years for me. Well, and There's John, a big test going on. Yeah, everyone's there studying for... Fi- the big test, in the, quotes. The big test. Kind of like the Super Bowl, you can't say it. Mm. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know... I don't know they how take, long it's been. They would been. take, like, tests on, like, fashion designers, but it wouldn't be a big test. Maybe they have to do, like, a practical. I don't know why they would be studying. Well, I would assume, but we don't know how long it's been. Are these finals? Yeah. Are these midterms? Are these... We don't know. It's been a day? A week? Um, but then... Uh, but John is sympathetic because he's like, my grandma believes weird shit like oh, this, too. I don't so. remember that, so... Or my aunt believes weird shit like this, so... I'm going to listen to your ghost tale, mm. and then then he helps her with the microfiche. Yeah, so she goes off, and then a ghost taps her on the shoulder, and she goes, that was quick. 
Yeah, there's and lots all, of ghosts in the library. All the faceless Johns are there in the library. She's running. She's grabbing up the scissors. She says, fuck this. And she nearly stabs Jocasta in the eye, mm-hmm. which is how Jocasta, the character, blinds herself to yes. with a sharp object. And this is presumably on the security camera footage <laughs> of the library, but... She Nothing just happens. runs out. Nothing it's fine. Happens. It's Britain. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, so she runs out following the ghost of Sandy, leading her out of doors to old Silverhair. Uh, she goes, uh, like, after passing out in the rain and being accosted by John Ghost, uh, she arrives at the toucan again, and everyone's like, You have one customer downstairs! Get down there! Yeah, she. The ghost of Sandy leads her back to the toucan bar mm-hmm. where old Silverhair is sitting. Eloise, dun dun dun. Yeah, like, I put your theme song on. Dan Ryan, dun dun dun. And this is like, one, like, like, Ellie goes to record him because she thinks that, or firmly believes that he mm-hmm. is Jack. And then this is the part where, where poor communication kills because uh, old Silverhair does not like express anything clearly he's like i i i used to be quite the ladies man and he like flips a coaster o- like yeah, he, does yeah, he grabs a coaster off the bar is like anyone i could have it's like i talked to lots of girls tried to get them to go straight i was sort of like their manager mm-hmm. okay phrasing yeah you could say that i i looked out for them and kept them in line um, when they needed it okay Phrasing, it's like, but uh, like, did you know someone named Sandy? I knew lots did. of girls named Sandy. She burned the brightest. Yeah, she was my favorite. She was, and then that got her killed. Uh, and then poor Ellie is running out like, I know you did it. Okay, but no, I need to just, I need to restate okay. the bones thing because the bones thing is in there, and All he's right. like, like I, I, I knew lots of girls. And when I came back looking for Sandy, I went to look where her old bones are, and she doesn't want to be dug up, it seems. And you're like, uh, okay, what does... It means he went back, and she had changed her name, name. or something. Yeah. That's that's all. Yeah. That's what he meant, mm-hmm. but he said it in the creepiest, vaguest way, way he possible. could. Possible. <laughs> So yes, it's like then, then he gets up. Like I'm done with this. Yeah, line I'm of leaving at this bar exit, and Thomas and Ellie's like, "I know what you did. You don't know what I did." Pausing in the 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 fucking street, and then the t- the speeding car whips by and just whacks Lindsay. Yeah. Well, and then and then yeah, uh, like he's he's dead. Mm. A bar lady comes out. She's oh my god! Panicked. Best line of the movie. It's like. It's like, what do you mean? Like, that's Jack. Like, that's not Jack. It's Lindsay. <laughs> he was a copper. He used to talk to all the girls who were getting taken advantage oh of in the god. red light district. And Ellie's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? It's just in execution. It is so, like, dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. It's Lindsay. Lindsay. Uh, why was he so vague? <laughs> he could have just said. No, he couldn't. He just. <sighs> but there's so many other. Like there are parts like earlier in the film where he's legitimately just following her, yeah. and he's like, "You look like someone I do." <laughs> Is she your mum? <laughs> yeah. Because she's probably dead. Because they're all dead. Yeah. Like, don't. Okay. Yeah, why are you saying that? <laughs> Well, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. 
So Ellie wants to come home and she calls up John and she's like, oh, well, I'll take the train. I'll do whatever. And John's like, I could just drive you. And I was like, oh, no one really drives over there in London. Well, because he has a running gag where he's like, he got to get from South London to North London. She does call up her nan and her nan does almost give the line, it's your last night in Soho, baby, come on. <laughs> and I was like, I would have wrote that in. Yeah. Like, that would have been a good wink to the audience. That would have been fun. <laughs> but anyways, uh, she arrives back for some reason at Miss Collins to collect her things. Mm-hmm. She didn't have much there. Anyway, she had that one white latex jacket. And, and a record player. Yeah, and that's it. Like, calm down. You don't need that today. Get but- that back with everyone else. In daylight. Oh um, my gosh. But she does say to John, if I'm not back in 15 minutes, maybe come check on me. And John's yeah. like, sure, I'm nice guy, John. I'll do that for you. But but landlady is like, Ugh. come in for a cup of tea first. This is the Jonathan versus Jonathan scene. It is. Yeah. Like, come in, my dear, I'll pull you a cuppa. Let's talk. Mm, you're not doing so hot, are you? I'm gonna have to leave in the middle of the night. Yeah. I gotta get out of this London's too overpowering for me yeah and then everything starts to make sense like we see the same dancer knickknack which were twins in the the room one's down here we see like her mail was labeled alexandra yeah, and her- that's what sent me i said oh, like i grabbed matt i was like i know where this is going yeah yeah like, and then she has like a photo of her, uh, like a, a photo of jonathan like yeah old style smiling on the wall it's like the end of like the scary movie like uh like the the comedy scary movie getting yeah. where they're piecing together who the yeah, murderer is the and it's it, and it, and it's it's like a, a policewoman came knocking today. Yeah, yeah. Did you, you tell about? him something? Drink your tea, dear. Drink your tea. I'm not going to tell anyone you stabbed all those people. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Diana Rigg is revealed to be Anya Taylor-Joy yes. the whole time. And she killed Jack first. And she says, I killed all those men because they stole everything from me. Mm-hmm. They sent me to hell, so I sent them to hell. Each and every one of them. And then she boarded up the house with their bodies lining the walls and floors. Yes. And that explains the smell that eeks up in the summer. Yes. It ain't garlic. Uh, but now I'm going to kill you and make it look like suicide, dear, because you're off your rocker. And no one will believe you anyway. Yeah. So tut tut and listen to the old music. Yeah, so she, yeah, so This could have been Angela Lansbury, too. She could have did that. She poisons Ellie, and Ellie... It, I don't remember what the... Because Ellie doesn't die from... Oh, well, whatever. I know why she doesn't die. Because she throws up on the stairs, and that's what the Reddit has discussed. Like, that's Oh, why okay. She, okay, like, pukes okay. on the stairs real quick. Okay, I didn't notice that. Yeah. All right. Thank mm-hmm. God. Ne- never thought I'd say thank yeah. God for Reddit, but there we go. Well, yeah. anyways, John is knock, knock, knocking on the door, and Miss Collins is like, Oh, you brought him again. I'm gonna have to fucking kill him now. It's very noises off. And she goes out to kill... She stabs John, and now he's like, No! She she narrowly misses yeah, his and kidney. They kick a cigarette into the, the vinyl, which immediately ignites. Yeah, <laughs> setting the whole, <laughs> whole well the whole house aflame. is like encoded in sixties chemicals that are all flammable. Yeah. So it's yeah, it, it goes up pretty quick. And then we get uh, Ellie crawling up the stairs, followed by Diana Rigg as sing- Anya Taylor Joy. <laughs> as Anya Taylor Joy singing Celia Black's "You're My You're My Love" or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's an iconic scene. Yeah, Ellie cannot escape from. Diana Rigg, 
Uh, she she's crawling up. I think she kicks her down at one she, point. She does at one point, and Diana just gets. She's the Energizer Bunny, baby. She just keeps going and going and going. So Ellie makes it back up to her apartment room. Mm. She locks the door and she goes to call the emergency line. Uh, but all the ghosts emerge and grab yeah, at her, which is the trailer shot. It's yes. cool. It but, is. But then we get the big reveal that they're like, "We weren't here to scare you." We want you to help us. Yeah, the ghost picks up the phone, called the police, and and it. And it's... that didn't do it for me because yeah. I put down in my notes: Are we supposed to feel bad for these guys? Because I don't. Yeah. No, that's kind of where it falls apart. Yeah, it, it falls apart at that at that moment. Because hmm. I feel like it's not. It, it, it is definitely not the first time where the ghosts have been the person's victims, and you don't like. Like, I would say even, like, when you have a, a movie where, like, the, the victims were assholes, like, I think the Frighteners had shades of that. Like, mm. there were people who, there are ghosts of people who have been killed, but you still have a main villain. Yeah. But that scene doesn't even play like that, because ultimately, Diana Rigg gets a sympathetic ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's... So these Johns come out, they're like, kill her, and she's like, no, I'm not doing that. Of course, Miss Collins is knocking at the door. Let me in. She sees all the Johns again. She's mm -hmm. startled and she gets, like, dimension slapped by Matt Smith mm -hmm. and comes to a realization, like, what have I done? I've killed them all. I'm not going to jail. No, I wouldn't even say it's a re realization. It's just, like, I, they deserved it. Yeah, like, she well, just reaffirms yeah. that they deserved yeah. it. And then she... She tries to kill herself. Yes. And Ellie reaches across, drags the knife from her, and is like, don't do that. Like, you've suffered too much. But Anya Taylor-Joy slash Diana Rigg is like, no! Okay. Go! I, I need to... The mm. thing with the knife... Yeah. Again, it's... Maybe it's discredited tropes or cliches at this point, but whenever I see a knife come into play in one of these, like, horror movies with, like, a, a protagonist who's come unwound, I'm like, oh, she she grabbed the knife, they're gonna think she killed the old lady in a mm -hmm. fit of rage mm -hmm. and killed the, the boyfriend, and then, like, it'll end with her in, yeah. in like, an asylum, mm -hmm. talking about, like, with her mom Ghost there, like, spirits, her mom yeah. will put... Her hand on her shoulder. Of course, I believe in spirits. I'm in an asylum, Dan. Something like that, but it's not. I, I don't know. It's just like that could have been something else in mm -hmm. that part, but because it it deliberately shows her grab the knife, the knife handle, and chuck it away, yeah, and chuck it, and it's like, oh, is she gonna be blamed for? Mm. But no. But then Diana Rigg just kind of stays in the room. You go, yeah, and then. You know, flies up into space and yep. destroys the missile. Yep. <laughs> the, the firefighters show up to save both uh, Ellie and John. Yes. Just a little smoke in their lungs. Miss the kidney, whatever. Yes. And uh, luckily the bodies insulated the apartment, so none of the other surrounding yep. buildings are on fire. None of the other London tenement buildings catch a blaze in yeah. this... In this uh, yeah, the ghosts did that. I, I don't know. but yep. And we just see... Uh, Miss, uh, oh my god, Diana Rigg, mm -hmm. burned to death, switching out with Anya Taylor-Joy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, here's the fashion show. <laughs> we jump forward. Uh, and the same as the opening. Ellie has, is showcasing her, uh, 60s fashion, fashion show. And it's awful. She's, like, added this metallic on, like, the top. I don't like it to, at all. To, to the, 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 whatever, what, what, what did you call them? The pink tool dress. Yeah, pink tool dress. Yeah. 
A um, few other ones with, like, cyberpunk spoilers. And it's and only then, three looks for a whole semester project? I don't think and so. And how though. she was allowed to do this after people saw her assaulting another student, yeah. I, I don't know. And Jocasta just gives a little clap. Yeah, Jocasta's still there, just yeah. like... Yeah. She has been bested as school rivals, yeah. she's not... You're not gonna fight it. Yeah, and John isn't in the show? John isn't in the show. He's in the audience. He's in the audience. Did he quit? With Graham. Yeah. But he was also drawing, like, Fire Emblem, so I don't... I, it's a different thing. I don't know. Ellie Ricks, uh, receives outstanding reviews, like, from the teacher. I knew you could do this. <laughs> the prof I knew from day one I believed it. Like, yeah. I just, like, holy shit. And then we see glimpses of her mom in the mirror that she's passing. Yes. And Gran is like, are you okay? Have you moved on? And and Ellie's like, and then she looks again, guess, and it's yeah. Anya Taylor Joy, yeah, blowing a kiss, and she does a little mirror tap. Last night in Soho. Last night in Soho. Yeah. <laughs> I say watch it. No, I say watch yeah, it, yeah. but definitely deserves a spot in the Sinister Six pantheon. It's a stupid movie. Yeah, it's it, not like, good. It, it is. Uh... It's good, but it's not good. And and again, it, I think it would really hit home it, like if if the final thing didn't conflict with the rest of it mm. so like like even if you even if you don't try to portray like don't make the john ghost sympathetic yeah just have them like they're trying to kill ellie, ellie yeah but then revenge. but then they're scared when diana rig walks yes. in like just just show that yeah. like they're evil mm -hmm. she has become a greater yeah. evil than them just just do this don't have it mm -hmm. don't have it pick up the phone yeah and and just you know just just cut that little part. Mm. There's a lot of things it, we could do to fix this film. Yes. I don't know. I I love it for what it is. But, for, but like, I also despise it for what it is. No, but but from what you have gathered, I would assume like when you were looking at like is that what turned people was like the plot what turned people They said off, it felt or? cheesy. Okay. And it does. I'm not going to go against that. Definitely, yeah. 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 No, it has cheese. It's style over substance. I think I think a lot of the source of the cheese, not that like Thomas and Mackenzie is is amazing, but like I think in this movie she's like when you play that like wide-eyed optimist like naive pro, like protagonist yeah, the like it it like it makes it feel more like a throwback than it mm. than it needs yeah. to. Cuz people tend to not like I I, I don't know, like it, it it's it's hard to take it seriously mm. sometimes, but... No, I agree, I agree. And I think the cast is trying their darndest mm -hmm. to pull out something from this, but it was just a little lacking. Yeah. But I, I high recommend still. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funny... I, I, I'm sincerely glad yeah. that this movie entered our lives. It's definitely <laughs> around the Halloween season, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a spooky watch to put on. Well... It's a, it's a, it's not spooky. It's a, it's a, in quotes, spooky movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mostly stupid, but it, it, it's, yeah, it's got, it's got a pretty, I don't know, I just, I, I would say that, that anyone who's a general fan of, like, a 60s aesthetic is gonna love yeah. this. Yeah. So. And who likes the 60s soundtrack. Yeah. They're gonna eat this right up. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we did that. <laughs> we did. 
I guess it's time to end this episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake and close the cauldron on Sinister Six until the next time. Uh, if you need to remember who I am, I'm John Gwykowski. You can find me at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter, and uh, uh, other things, I guess. Losing My Mind JK on the Instagram, uh, the TikTok as well. And then if you can follow my podcast, I've got uh, Drink and Read the Podcast, which checks out classic literature. And then maybe at some point coming at you, Nightcaps at the theater where we review movies like this mm-hmm. in a roundtable discussion uh you can follow me at king underscore danis on instagram where i intend to keep posting all the artwork that we discuss here as well as hopefully uh you know anya taylor joy be willing mm-hmm. uh i can post some different stuff at some point but uh, working on it yeah as well as our anime was not a mistake facebook page mm-hmm. uh Thank you guys for listening and indulging us, yes, as yes, always. Yes, so. Of course. And, uh, Dan? Just one thing, like, uh, I, like, occasionally, uh, cause, cause I have, like, you know, uh, some friends that, that, that I keep in touch with that, um, uh, do recommend this podcast to yeah. people. And apparently, like, our, our episodes on Haozu mm-hmm. and a lot of other things have... Uh, you know, they've been recommending those to people, and, uh, Over the Garden Wall, things to that effect, like, so it sincerely means a lot to Mm. us, and we, we appreciate, uh... I've gotten compliments on your episodes, Dan. Well, well, uh, well, no, well, thank you, but Mm. we, we, you know, we, we appreciate you indulging us. I just do it for the booze. (laughs) (laughs) Like the ghost? Yeah, the ghost of past, Dan. Um... But anyways, our Sinister Six, the cauldron is closed until next time. Anime is coming back around the corner, I guess, right? It is. Yeah, until the Christmas season, which will be upon us before we know it. Oh, okay. We gotta give a due shout out uh-huh. to to, uh, to Jules Bass. Mm-hmm. He passed away. Oh, he did? I didn't even know. He passed away a couple, like, I think last week. Oh, we'll have to give a touching tribute this year. Yeah, because uh, one of the one of the duo that has provided us with countless entertainment, I forgot to bring that up in the opening, uh. but he, he, obviously one half of Rankin Bass. <laughs> uh, you didn't know how this podcast was going to end today, huh? The formative classics for us. Yeah. But we're not ending on a low note. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, again, we are returning to anime. I am very excited to get into this next stretch with you. Uh, this time we are heading to New York City uh, in the uh, around the turn of the century, and uh, we're going to be focusing on Jonathan Joestar's <laughs> grandson, oh. Joseph Joestar. Oh. Uh, he is living it up with his granny, Arena, uh, and a new cast of characters trying to live a quiet life, mm. but vampires are showing up in the big city. What? But they might not be the biggest threat. Instead, there might be some new villains on the horizon, alongside Nazis, but Nazis are not the main focus. Uh, Uh, Instead, we're getting a new supernatural threat that are certainly a pillar of the anime villain community. Hmm. So, we welcome you to join us next week when we begin JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 2, Battle Tendency. See you then. What? You survived anime was not a mistake spin-off series? The Sinister Six? Well, there's always next time. (laughs) As you wait with bated breath, remember to rate, review, subscribe, where most podcasts are easily found, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and more.
Remember, boils and ghouls, if you enjoyed the hosting by me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, stand-in cryptkeeper, and the Igor of my eye, Daniel Ryan, support us on social media. And last, but certainly not least, remember to reach out to us on Anime Was Not A Mistake Pod on Instagram, or follow Anime Was Not A Mistake Podcast on Facebook. This way, we can continue to make our anime-based dreams come true, and your nightmares a reality. Until we meet again, remember to constantly ask yourself, is anime a mistake? We know for certain that any film with the Sinister Six misnomer is destined for depravity.